my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you season four of Full House, episode six, entitled A Pinch for a Pinch. This episode aired on October 26th, 1990. In this episode, Jesse gives Michelle bad advice on how to handle a bully. And of course, I always like to read the DVD case description. Sometimes they're a hit, sometimes they're a miss, sometimes they're like, you could have tried harder, why didn't you? Alright. Ouch! Jesse's tips on handling a bully lead to a pinching match between Michelle and a little classmate. <laughs> little classmate. I like how they're making fun of Aaron's height because he's short. I'm kidding. I'm short. I can make a joke like that. And <laughs> so, um, I did record a podcast and life update before I left. <laughs> My taxi got here before I could upload it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I kind of made a decision here. I know that I said I was going to do Working Girl this month with, you know, DJ having taken a job and getting a bad grade. Stephanie gets framed, guest starring Steve Urkel. But, and you guys know now that I have a job, I have been trying to get my podcasting time in. I, I've made the decision to hold off and make this not a back-to-school series, but a back-to-school double feature. So this one and Nerd for a Day will be the back-to-school double feature for 2021. Working Girl and Stephanie Gets Framed will be the back-to-school feature for 2022. Now, I had been going through the seasons, and there aren't many, and the ones that do kind of take place at school kind of fit into other categories of series for, because I mapped this out as far as the episodes, and I went through, I'm like, okay, this can go in this type of series, this can go in that, you know, and that, you know, I kind of got my system with that and everything, so we're going to do that, and I know I did say I'm going to take November and December off from the podcast for Full House. However, I didn't want to leave you with nothing for the last two months as far as the Full House, Fuller House podcast goes. So, what I'm going to do is... So, what I'm going to be doing for the month of November and December, I will be covering... Two babysitting feature episodes. So we're getting season one, episode two, our very first night. Where Joey and Danny go off to work. Jesse is stuck to babysit the girls. And they take full on advantage of him. They're like, oh, dad always lets us stay up till midnight. He always lets us order pizza and have ice cream. And Jesse is like, do you think I was born last night? You need to get in the bed. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, of course, because he was going to go out for a 
rehearsal, you know, rehearse with this band. And it's like, well, if I can't go to the band, I'll bring the band to me and we'll just practice in the living room. Meanwhile, they have a infant upstairs who's or a nine month old baby who's probably trying to sleep along with two girls. It's a crazy mess, but it makes for a fun, entertaining 24 to 25 minute well. It's just amazing. Going back to the good old days when Jesse was just, you know, mind you, and this is Jesse's first time. We don't know. He hasn't been in the house that long. So he's probably only visits the girls on Christmas, Thanksgiving, and, you know, sends him cards on the break. He doesn't really. They haven't been all living together, so he doesn't know their quirks just yet. But that doesn't mean that he's not wise to them taking advantage of him. So I will be covering that episode in November. And in December, I'm going to be covering from Season 3, Misadventures. Season 3, Episode 14, Misadventures and Babysitting. Where DJ wants to get her own phone line and... Danny says, well, well, Kimmy, let's all congratulate Kimmy here because she steps in and says, well, I have my own phone line. It only costs this much per month. And if DJ wants, she can get a job, you know, start babysitting and stuff like I do and pay for her own phone line. So DJ is like, okay, cool. So she ends up watching Brian Kagan, who we met in Nerd for a Day. That little kid, you know, Malachi Pearson, who plays Brian Kagan, who was also the voice of Casper in 1995. Casper? Yeah. That Brian Kagan. Oh my god. If we thought he was a nightmare in Nerd for a Day, he's a hundred times worse, because he's DJ's on his turf, and this kid is just all about the Karate, the Ninja Turtles. Oh my goodness. But it, it's honestly, I had a great time with that. Um, but I'm looking, so those are the two. I didn't want to leave you guys with nothing. And I just wanted, you know, taking a holiday break and stuff. It's like, well, uh, that way I'll do an episode for November and an episode for December while I'm also working, doing other things. And uh, Focusing on other podcasts as well. And then January is my Jesse month. Where I'll be focusing on three episodes. One that with him with each of the girls. The Devil Made Me Do It with Michelle. The Devil Made Me Do It. That one is with Michelle where she runs away. After Jesse like gets upset with her. Because she wasn't listening when he said don't touch my expensive music equipment. And she does anyway. Uh, we got the beat where Jesse manages Stephanie's band and the episode fogged in where DJ and Kimmy tape over Jesse's jingle for the pancake jingle for the Casa de Pancakes Olay type of thing. And, uh, Jesse gets angry and he... Wants to make it up for her, so he gets her a drum kit, which, okay. Yeah, so, and the, so those three will be what I'll be covering in January. February for Valentine's Day month, I think I want to cover a, a, a trilogy, I believe, called Dating Disasters, which will cover... <laughs> It'll cover triple date with the three guys going, you know, with three ladies. 
and then the girls, DJ and Stephanie, get into shenanigans upstairs with the bathroom and the faucet, and it's a whole big waterworks mess. That one is in season two, I believe. And then, of course, the dating game where Stephanie goes out on a date with her fellow baseball player friend, Josh, and Joey goes out with his boss, even though she doesn't know it's a date, because she's taken by surprise when she's like, what, a date? This isn't a date. (laughs) And then, of course, the episode with... (laughs) I gotta find it. I know it's here. It's the one where Lost in the Dust, yes, with Danny uh, goes on a date with Stephanie's dance teacher, finds out she lives in a pigsty, her apartment was just stuffs all over the place, and he just freaks out about it. He can't handle it, so. So, let me tell you why there was no episode Friday. Um, on Monday, my grandma passed away, so Tuesday I flew out to Michigan. I just got back last night, so I went out there for the fun- the visitation and the funeral and everything like that. So, and you know, it was nice to see family and everything. So, um, just getting back into the swing of things. Now and all that good stuff. So, we're going to do this episode will come out next week, which is It'll come out the 15th, and then I'll be covering Fuller House Season 5 Basic Training for Elias Harger's birthday. It deals with Max being allowed to skip a grade and trying to fit into middle school with his image and everything. So he kind of changes his look and his personality, and it just doesn't really jive with the family. Like, we want old Max back. And then, of course... Ramona at Uncle Monty's enters a sandwich eating competition and she's a little embarrassed that her boyfriend Ethan, such a cutie pie, is going to find that disgusting and gross watching her, you know, shove sandwiches into her mouth and stuff like that. So that is for October. And then also I will be focusing on some of my other podcasts as well. So but I'm excited to dive into a pinch for a pinch. I really, really am. It's been so long since I've seen it. And I got a lot of things to say about that, teacher. Let me tell you what. (laughs) So, yeah, what I'm thinking is after next year's Back to School episodes, that's pretty much going to be, I think, mainly it for the Back to School episodes for Full House anyway. Unless there's some I'm missing, but more than likely those are stuck into other categories that I don't want to break up. So, after that, I think more than likely we're going to jump to Fuller House Back to School episodes since I'm pretty sure there's... A handful of those. And then after they're done, then we'll come up with something else for September. Well, well, that's, I mean, that's two years away. So, (laughs) and by then, I'm sure I'll probably be close to finishing the podcast. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Sorry. Now, as I said, this episode is called A Pinch for a Pinch. Kind of the same take on an eye for an eye. This episode 
uh, came out October 26th, 1990. Guys, I am, I apologize if I sound rusty. I woke up like an hour ago. And I can do a separate podcast and life update. Actually, I kind of want to update the one that I did because it felt really rushed. But I think I'll, I'll save what I put in there because... <clears throat> Anyway, and then I'll kind of add to that so you can hear all about my fun travels and the pain in the butt of airports. Oh, good golly. (laughs) But I'll save that for that. Also, another thing, if you don't already know, but if you have Hulu, you probably do know that Full House, along with other TGIF shows, have been taken off of Hulu and are now put on HBO Max. Honestly, that doesn't really concern me too much because I do have the DVDs. Thank goodness, thank goodness. Maybe we'll see, um, maybe we'll see a rise in Full House DVD sales at this point. Because, I mean, unless you want to break down and get HBO Max, which I really, I got enough streaming services. There are so many streaming services out there now that they rival how much the price of a cable bill would be. Honestly, they're... So, alright, this episode's got a 6.8 out of 10, based on 214 ratings. We have guest starring Elizabeth Hirsch-Tauber as Emily. Emily? There's an Emily in this episode? You know what? I'll look for it. Miko Hughes as Aaron. Oh, okay, so Emily must be maybe one of Michelle's students, or uh, students, (laughs) because Michelle's a teacher. Uh, classmates, uh, we have Miko Hughes, the ever pain in the butt Aaron, <laughs> and Roseanne Caton as Mrs. Manning. She, I believe, is in, like, a couple episodes of Full House. Now, let's see. Two episodes. This one and The Graduate, which is one of the, uh, near the end of season four. Okay. That's right, because at the end of this season, Michelle's going to go to kindergarten and she's going to have Miss Wiltrout, the uh, 60-plus-year-old lady who loves her job, loves her job, and will never retire. (laughs) Yeah, that's her teacher in season five. This episode was directed by uh, Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, Charles Pratt Jr., Written by as Charles A. Pratt Jr. Revealed in this episode, Stephanie's astrological sign is Capricorn. Jesse and Aaron, Michelle's classmate, become rivals here and will stay rivals for the rest of the se- Oh my god. Yes. Aaron is constantly always antagonizing Jesse trying to get his goat. All the dang time. All the time. That kid. Is never not saying something to an adult that he probably shouldn't. <laughs> Errors made by characters. Jesse admits giving Michelle bad advice after she pinches T- Stephanie for taking her lamp. Stephanie taking her lap is very, lamp is very different from Aaron taking her cookie and then pinching first. Pinching her first. Yeah, that's right. Aaron did it first. He's an instigator. And the situation should not even have been compared one to the other. Well, that's how it starts. The whole, if someone does something back to you, or if someone does something to you, you do something back to them. But then again, if that, if Michelle took that to heart, she'd be like, well, okay, 
you took my lamp, so I'm going to take Mr. Bear or something like that and without your permission. But then again, Michelle's four at that point, so I really don't know if she would get that logic. But she just acquaints it to, well, Aaron stole my cookie and Stephanie stole my lamp. No, sweetie, she borrowed. There's a big, big difference. Stephanie says, oh, I just borrowed it. I don't need it anymore. You can have it back. All right, we do have one review. Eight out of ten. The One with the Pinching by Taylor Kingston, June 13th, 2015. This episode was posted on IMDb. Warning, spoilers. I enjoyed this episode. It's funny, and I honestly love the way Michelle handles her problems, even though that's not how she should. In this episode, Jesse fills in for Joey at Michelle's preschool as a teacher's aide. He urges Michelle to fight back to her bully. Since Michelle was pinched, she pinches back. But the teacher is furious that Jesse told her to do this. As you're not meant to hurt people, someone pinches me, they'll be lucky if I only pinch them back. Okay. Since Michelle gets punished and Jesse thinks that's unfair, he pulls her out of school. Although, how would he have the control to do that? He's just an uncle. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kimmy writes horoscopes for the school newspaper and makes Stephanie believe that she can really predict the future. Best part of the episode, when Stephanie thinks the horoscopes are real. Worst part of the episode, Jesse's way of handling Michelle's punishment overall I give this episode an 8 out of 10, which in my ratings book is awesome. All right, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies know who have just jumped on the Tanner train for the podcast, where you can find the podcast on social media. If you go to Facebook, just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up in the search bar. So click on it. Follow it, like it, that way you'll know what episodes I'm going to be doing coming up. Sometimes they'll change, sometimes not. Usually some are set in stone according to the certain months of the year. Also, Instagram, OMHC Full House Fuller House Podcast. And Twitter at OMHC Full House. If you'd like to send an email... And let me know your Full House and Fuller House memories. I would love to hear about them. If you have top five, top ten, best, worst characters, best, worst storylines, I want to hear about them. So send me an email at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I do put the email address in the episode description. Also, if you've been liking the podcast for a bit and you want to show support to the podcast... Absolutely free. Just jump onto uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Search Full House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You can use emojis. You can have fun with it. Tell me what you like about the podcast. Who's your favorite character? Least favorite character? (laughs) All that good stuff. All five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, without further ado, let's jump into a pinch for a pinch. Here's a quick fun question that you can ponder. If Joe, if Jesse never volunteered and Joey had went in his place and this situation ha- uh, happened, I want to know how you think Joey would have handled this situation. Send me an email. I'm curious. You know what I think he probably would have done? He probably would have 
turned it into a, a some type of lesson somehow with funny character voices or something like that. I mean, it worked in season five with Michelle and Teddy eventually with the Bullwinkle. Hello, Michelle. How are you? You kind of thing. So we have this adorable cold open with Joey and Michelle. <laughs> They're going to play hockey in the house with a little plastic ball that you would probably use for playing roller hockey. And Joey's going over the rules, like no high sticking, no cross checking, and if you break a lamp, it's ten minutes in the penalty box with comment. And we see this cardboard box that has penalty box written with a black sharpie. And we see comment. He just looks so, he does not want to have that helmet on his head. <laughs> He's, he just looks so, he's like looking down at the ground like, why, why did you put this on my head? So, of course, Michelle, <coughs> excuse me, ever the rule followers, like, daddy said no hockey in the house. And Joey's like, well, True, but the beauty part of it is, Daddy's not home. So if you don't tell, I won't tell. <laughs> and of course, Michelle loves that. She likes to be sneaky. She says, this is very sneaky, but I like it. So Joey puts on a French accent, calling himself Pierre de Pate. <laughs> and he says, you Basically, he's like, you better watch out, because nothing gets past Pierre. And, of course, Michelle's got old trick up her sleeve. like, hi, Daddy! Joey turns around, and Michelle gets the ball right through Joey's legs. <laughs> Take that, Pate. <laughs> no, she says, look, Daddy's home! And she sends the ball right through Joey's legs. He bends over and watches it roll into the kitchen, and she's like, score! Take that, Pate! <laughs> she pointed the finger at him. So Joey keeps speaking French, and uh, we cut out of the cold open. Michelle looks adorable in this black and yellow and white hockey jersey. So cute. And I love how Joey, of course, you know, Dave Coulier representing the Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings, and he's all out in goalie gear. He's got the pads, the gloves, uh, just looks the part. And Michelle, she just looks so adorable. I love how her blondish hair goes with the yellow of the jersey. It's just adorable. I love it. This is a cute cold open. Some haven't been that great, but some are. And this, like I said, this is hands. It's, it's cute. It's adorable. Okay, Michelle, now. The key to house hockey is no high sticking, no cross checking, and breaking a lamp will cost you 10 minutes in the penalty box with Comet. Oh, poor Comet. Daddy said no hockey in the house. Right. Funny, no hockey in the but the house. beauty part is, Daddy's not home. So if you don't tell, I won't tell. This is very sneaky, but I like it. <laughs> now. You must try to shoot the puck past the world-famous goalie, moi. You must be very, very tricky, because nothing gets by Pierre de la Pate. <laughs> Look, Daddy's home. <laughs> Score! In your face, Pate. 
All right, so we come out of the intro and we are in the kitchen. It's morning. Jesse's in his monogrammed bathrobe and he's got his keyboard at the kitchen table. Apparently everyone else has already had breakfast and has gone about their day. Danny comes in with, at first when I saw a comment just outside the back door there, I thought Stephanie was with him because usually it's a lot of Stephanie and Comet scenes. But it was Danny, who's got the paper in his mouth. He's like, Sir Connor, this is how you get the mom people. He's not going to get you the paper. He just, he's not going to do that. I mean, there was a time where he picked up his food dish and he stood on his hind legs and gave the bowl to Danny while Danny was doing dishes. I mean, yeah, there's that. I mean, I, I can see for Danny why that would definitely top getting the paper, right? Comet's doing his part. He knows Danny likes to clean. And Danny's going on a, okay, you burn the house and you drop it in the lap of your master as Danny just drops the paper from his mouth into Jesse's lap. And <laughs> Comet is... <laughs> Danny's not even looking because Common has had enough of this leash because he starts biting at it like, get this off me. But yeah, this is just the dog, you know, being a dog. It just, it seems like usually I've never seen Common be like, okay, like, it's not like he was doing this when Stephanie was with him in the backyard and they were doing that trick. Can you imagine if he started biting at the leash and like trying to like, because that's what it's like he's trying to do. He's trying to get at the leash. Like, he doesn't want it on him anymore. And it just it just feels, you know, it's definitely not the character comment. That's just the dog actor. Like, okay, enough. I think I'm going to do a little video, though, of this and just put it on uh, the Facebook uh, Full House podcast page. Because it's just funny because in all the episodes, I think, of Full House that I've watched, and I've seen them all. I've never seen Comet react this way when he's had a leash on. Or th this dog, in particular, act this way when he's had a leash on. And Jesse's like, oh, good boy, Danny. Do you want me to rope your tummy? <laughs> I think it'd be even funnier if Danny took him up on like, yeah, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could do that. Danny says, no, but I could use a little scratch behind the ears. Ooh. And Danny says, in the living room, good boy, as Comet goes off to the living room. So Becky comes in like, hey, Danny, time to get, you know, head down to work, head down to the station. And of course, you know, she kisses Jesse like, hi, sweetie, how you doing? And he's like, all right, Danny, let's go. Let's go down to the station. He's like, all right, I love when we can uh, focus on story, you know, hard hitting stories that are affecting today's world. What's on the agenda today? <laughs> Which is weird because, like, wouldn't you already kind of have an idea? He's He asks, what's on today's schedule? And, and <laughs> Becky says, celebrity pasta salad. And Danny's like, hey, free food. And I'm like, yeah. Any day where you get paid to go to your job and you get free food on top of it, I'm like, sold. Score. 100%. Woo. 
That, I, I know I've said this before, but I just, I love these glasses that Jesse wears. He only wears them when he's, like, working on music. He's got the, it's the, they're the wider frames with the gold, the flecks of gold in them. They're just really gorgeous. So much so, so much better than the 80s glasses he had in season one when he would, you know, work on music and songwriting and stuff that he puts on his glasses. Yeah, he does not want that leash on anymore. Good boy, Danny. <laughs> Check it out. Would you like me to rub your tummy now? <laughs> no, but I could use a little scratch behind the ears. In the living room. Good boy. Hi. Hey, Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Come on, Danny. We better get down to the station. Great. You know what I love about our talk show? Every day we get to take a hard-hitting look at the important social issues facing our society. What's on this morning's schedule? Celebrity pasta salads. All right, free food. <laughs> see you guys. Okay, when you listen to that clip and you hear Becky say, see you later, honey, does it kind of sound kind of echoish? I mean, I know that they're on a set, but it definitely does sound a little echoey. So Danny and Becky leave for, you know, their jobs and their free celebrity pasta salad. And here comes Joey, like, oh, why did I eat this candy apple? And Jesse says, maybe to wash down the uh, corn dog you had? I, I cannot remember the last time that I had a candy apple. I know that especially during this time in fall, they do have the caramel apples with the nuts on them. Oh, and they are so good. I just, I... <clears throat> Excuse me, I have not had one, and I can't remember, it's, maybe it's been 10 years, I don't know, but it's been quite a while. And the thing about that is, like, you eat it and everything, and then afterwards, like, okay, I gotta brush my teeth. Yeah, Joey comes in with a bite, he's holding this candy apple on a stick that's got a bite out of it, he's like, oh, why did I eat this candy apple for breakfast? And Jesse says, you know, maybe to wash down that corn dog you had? For breakfast? I mean, he eats their own, I guess, but, I mean, candy apple, that's more of a, to me, that's a, that's a snack, or that's like a, like a dessert or something, and a corn dog, that's more of, to me, a corn dog is either lunch or dinner. It certainly is not a breakfast, but, again, as I say, to each their own. And Joey says, you know, it was taunting me, and he's like, hey, Joey, come here, look at me. I'm juicy, I'm irresistible, I'm gooey, I'm on a stick. And Joey says, it's the same thing the corn dog said. Um, how is a corn dog gooey exactly? I mean, I know the breading and stuff, but I don't, when I think corn dog, I don't think gooey. Gooey, I think, is, you know, caramel dripping over an upside-down apple on a stick. That's what gooey means to me. And apparently, <laughs> Joy refers to the caramel on a candy apple. Well, wait. That'd be a caramel apple. Okay, so what's on a candy... Okay, I gotta look this up. Because he says that sticky glue pulled out one of my fillings. Oh, ooh. And Jesse says, oh, man, that must kill. And Joey says... 
Oh, only when I go like this. As he's sucking in air, he's like, oh. And Jesse's like, don't go like that. What are you doing? If it hurts, don't do it. I'm like, my God. You, you don't have to show me <laughs> that you're sucking in air through your mouth and it's hitting that, you know. It's like, no. Just get it taken care of. And the fact that Joey was able in that same morning, able to get a dentist appointment that same day. Oh my goodness. But apparently, because he has this emergency dentist visit, um, he's supposed to be the parent volunteer at Michelle's preschool. So, yeah. Jesse, he's going to need Jesse to fill in for him. Since, you know, Jesse's just, you know, working on music. It's not like he's going to a job or anything right now. The dentist can see him this morning. Oh, my gosh. Who's this dentist? That's amazing. But then, I mean, I thought it was cool when I got a dentist appointment for the first time here. And they were able to fit me in that week. I'm like, wow. That is amazing. Great. Okay, so this is just a one free morning that Jesse has. And Jesse said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to waste my one free morning looking at over some little gobbler children. Icky-fingered, runny-nosed ankle biters. <laughs> and here comes the old guilt train pulling into the station. Jess, you leave me no choice. Michelle! Here comes Michelle running in. <laughs> And Michelle comes in with, I'm ready, Joey. Okay, at first, you know, I've watched, like I said, I've watched these a hundred times over. And she says, I'm ready, Joey. As in, at first, I would have thought she meant, I'm ready to, you know, go with you to preschool. But now it's like, I'm ready, as in the plan that we've kind of concocted here. I'm ready. Let's put this plan into motion. And Jesse's like, hey, whatever you two bozos have cooked up, like, I'm not here for that. Uh, Michelle, how would you feel if you So, Joey says, Michelle, how would you like it if your Uncle Jesse went to preschool with you? And Michelle is just so bubbly, like, I would be the happiest girl in the whole world. And Joey says, Michelle, how would you feel if your Uncle Jesse didn't go to preschool with you? And, of course, Michelle says, I'd be the saddest girl in the whole world. And then she does a little bottom lip. And it's like, no, 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 Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's like, no, look, I've lived, lived, lived with this kid for over four years, okay? I'm cute-proof. I'm cute-proof. I can't. I just, no. When Michelle says, I'd be the happiest girl in the whole world, you hear an audience member go, oh! Like, this, like, listen to that line that Michelle says, and you hear that, oh! <laughs> yeah, Jesse says, Joseph, I've lived with this kid for four years. I'm cute-proof. The way that <laughs> jo Joey says, okay, well, then you won't mind me asking, Michelle, how would you feel if your Uncle Jesse didn't go to preschool with you? As he crouches down behind Michelle, Michelle says, I'd be the saddest girl in the whole world. <laughs> with, the, with the eyes and the pouty bottom lip. And the... <laughs> 
You know, she added tears that might even be even more effective. And Jesse's with Michelle. Are you just saying that because Joey told you to? And Michelle, she doesn't lie. She's like, and because I love you. Like, ugh, all right, I'll go to preschool with you. And she is just so excited. Remember when you were, like, a little kid and then your parent would come in? And I, when I mean little kid, I mean, like, probably third grade and under, maybe second grade and under. And your parent would come, like, on a field trip as a parent volunteer to the zoo or something. I remember when I was in first grade and I was living at my aunt and uncle's house. And my, um, my Aunt Debbie had volunteered as a parent volunteer to go to the, I think it was the John Ball Zoo as a parent volunteer. And my friend kind of hung out with me and, and then her dad showed up. So she was happy about that. So, but I, and there was this one time, actually it was end of the year, I think it was first or second grade, maybe third, I, one of them. I remember it was end of the year, it was like field day type of thing. You got a cool box lunch. We sat under a tree with my class. And my dad just happened to show up. And I just thought that was so amazing. Like, I don't know how he was able to get that time off work or what. But just that he was able to do that, it just made me so happy that he was that cool. That he was able, you know, to be there. Oh, and for emphasis, she goes and puts her arms around Jesse's his arm that's kind of hanging over the back of the chair and she's like oh and she leans her leans her head down and just kind of looks up at him with these little puppy dog eyes and it's just oh it's so cute oh joey he's like oh beautiful save he's doing the a-okay motion with his hand <laughs> jesse finally gives in like all right call her up i'm gonna preschool with you little goofball yeah jesse's oh i love jesse's Maybe because it's, you know, red, it's kind of a burgundy-ish color. Um, it, it's a JK monogrammed on it. It's just adorable. I, I like it. I'd wear it. I mean, if it had AB on there, I'd, I'd wear it. I rarely wear I I did that a lot in Michigan. I did wear a robe, like, in December and January. But down here, it's like... It's, it's like mid... Well, I shouldn't say mid. It's the 7th of October. It's actually my youngest nephew's birthday today um and then my youngest niece has a birthday tomorrow <laughs> but um yeah it's currently according to my laptop it said it's 87 degrees out so um let's see what's it like in michigan right now it is oh my gosh it says it's 90 right now it's 90 in okay and then in lake michigan it's it's like 66 and cloudy. <laughs> I had to get used to that. That 20 degree temperature difference where it was 20 degrees colder in Michigan than here. But yeah. Maybe by November, December, I'll be like, I want to put on my robe. Michelle said, thank you. She turns around to Joey and they're like, their foreheads are brightly touching. She's like, that was easy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And she kissed Joy Little Hot Dog. It's so cute. Oh, Jess, why did I eat this candy apple for breakfast? Why did you eat that candy apple for breakfast? Maybe to wash down the corn dog? <laughs> no. 
Because it was calling me. <laughs> Bet it was, hey, Joey. Joey. <laughs> Come here. Look, I'm juicy, and I'm gooey, and I'm on a stick. <laughs> That's the same thing the corn dog said. <laughs> Anyhow, that sticky goop pulled out one of my fillings. Ugh. Must kill. Only when I go like this. <laughs> Don't Ow. do that. Don't go like that. Really? <laughs> anyway, the dentist can see me this morning. You got to cover for me. It's my day to be parent volunteer at Michelle's preschool. No, 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 no. I'm not going to waste my one free morning with a bunch of whiny, sticky-fingered, runny-nosed ankle biters. <laughs> Jess, you leave me no choice. Michelle! <laughs> I'm ready, Joey. Listen, whatever you two bozos are cooked up, it ain't gonna work. Uh, Michelle, how would you feel if your Uncle Jesse went to preschool with you? I'd be the happiest girl in the whole world. Joseph, I've lived with this kid for four years. I'm cute-proof. Well, then you won't mind my asking. Michelle, how would you feel if your Uncle Jesse didn't go with you? I'll be the saddest boy in the whole world. Michelle, are you just saying that because Joey told you to? I am because I love you. Aww. Oh, beautiful save. Oh, Joey. All right, call her off. I'll go to preschool with you. Thank you. That was easy. <laughs> so now we're going to jump up to the girls' room, and DJ has her school paper, hands it to Stephanie, says, Here you go, Steph, hot off the press. <laughs> Here you go, Steph, for, uh, hot off the press, your free copy of our school newspaper. Which I get it, you know, DJ just, you know, she puts a lot of time and effort, you know, she's a school paper yearbook or uh the school paper editor and i just think that's awesome and i believe like when she gets to high school she actually does have a tryout for editor of the school paper again which i mean she carried that torch all through junior high so that's that's great the response from stephanie is what i love the most and how simple you can apply it to Stephanie says, gee, thanks. <laughs> News about kids, I don't know at a school I don't go to. <laughs> I don't know why, but I figure, like, that could be used in different forms of content. Like, even, like, with a job, like, oh, great. <laughs> Here's a newsletter about uh, employees at a job that I don't work at, and people, I have no idea who they are. But, okay. I mean, as much as Stephanie reads DJ's diary, she'd be like, oh, read about older kids. Cool. Maybe I'll pick up some <laughs> interesting habits. <laughs> but, yeah, she's just, it, like, it makes sense. Like, why would I want to read about people I don't know at a school that I don't go to? And she will. She will never go to uh, Van Atta. She ends up going to... Uh, DiMaggio, the garbage dump school of USA. When I covered that in um, the back to school, I think it was like part one, 
I think it's just that school just looks so not safe. I don't know. And that's just judging based on what the bathroom looked like. Oh. So, Kimmy's got a new column on the paper. I have not covered good news, bad news, where DJ is the editor of the school paper, just been made the editor of the school paper, and she puts Kimmy on sports detail, which, yeah, that wasn't the greatest move, but they moved her to, I thought they moved her like gossip columnist or something, but now she's Madame Kimmy... Madame Kimmy's horoscope. And she says, oh, if the words are too big for you to read, you can always color on it. What? <laughs> I don't get it. And Stephanie <laughs> throws one back and she says, horoscope, what is that, Kimmy? A telescope that can only see your face? Apparently the audience loved that as Stephanie laughed. <laughs> uh, I don't know, both jokes were not, I don't think they were great. Okay, let's see, we can actually see some of these headlines here. A Star is Born, so I'm guessing that is the play <clears throat> they did. There's something called, what does it say, Limo Ride? So did one of the kids get a limo ride and they wanted to tell... The school, they want the whole school to know about it, so, like, let's put it in the paper. Like, I went on a limo ride, I got to meet, you know, so-and-so. What is that? I'm trying to read what that other one says. Of course, speaking as the editor of the school newspaper, she says, Kimmy did an amazing job. Okay, well, you know what? I think that DJ is full in the running for worst outfit of the episode. It's a fuchsia, like, long sleeve button top with a shirt with same color as the long sleeve shirt, but it's got these big, like, off-white but it just it looks really gaudy i'm just mm, no thank you but i do notice that candace cameron is wearing a necklace it looks like i'm not sure what that necklace is but anyway uh she says kimmy got all the astrological signs right except for aquarium the fish the fish tank i think she means aquarius and stephanie's not buying this she says are you telling me that kimmy can tell the future she can barely tell time. So, Kimmy says, DJ, read Stephanie's horoscope. I bet all of Madame Kimmy's predictions come true. And we learn that Stephanie is a Capricorn. And DJ, the first thing she says, your day starts with good fortune. And Stephanie says, wrong already, Kimmy's here. And while Stephanie's listening to DJ Reader Horoscope, which apparently is a play-by-play, -play, your morning and your afternoon and the evening, DJ says, afternoon brings big surprise. And <laughs> we see Kimmy stuffing a dollar into Stephanie's coat pocket, her jacket pocket. And Stephanie says, what happens? Kimmy comes back? This astrological, this is very detailed. As DJ continues, then 
a misunderstanding will occur at home. Exercise extreme caution after dark. I don't know what accent DJ's trying to put on. Go now. I must rest. I must rest. Kimmy says, your day starts with good fortune. Check your pocket. The way that when Stephanie pulls out this dollar, she's like, wow, a dollar. It's like, (laughs) I get it. I was a kid in the, you know, in the mid to late 80s. 90s were really my childhood growing up, too, because I was 8 in 1990. But I remember one time, I think it was in first grade, I found a dollar on the sidewalk outside of school, and a part of me was excited, and I held on, you know, I held on to it, but another part of me just felt very, very guilty. Like, this belonged to somebody, I should have just left it there. But the way that Stephanie reacts, like, wow, a dollar! Like, when's the last time she got an allowance? Or when's the last time she saw a dollar, or held a dollar in her hand? Like, it's been quite a while. Yeah, and she accepts this horoscope, hook, line, and sinker. It's like, well, if this good fortune is true, and then she realizes, well, wait, if this came true, then is all that other bad stuff going to happen, too? So, of course, they see that Stephanie's getting a little nervous. Like, oh, no, is all that bad stuff going to happen, too? And Kemi's like, chill, squirt. I put that dollar in your pocket. Now the joke's over. Give it back. Like, Stephanie, please. That's my lunch money. I need to eat today. (laughs) And, of course, DJ puts on the phony accent. Like, I'm going to read your horoscope. Kemi's horoscope is just one simple word. You'll make a financial blunder. (laughs) And, of course, Stephanie holds the dollar up under Kemi's nose and says, your blunder, my buck. Bye, guess you're not eating today. <laughs> and Jesus, hmm, let's see what mine says. You'll talk in a bad accent. Uh, well, yeah. Which is, it's so weird. Stephanie's had morning, afternoon, and evening. Theirs just have one simple sentence, like a fortune cookie. Let's read my horoscope for today, October 7th. You tend to be unconventional, but today you could outdo even you. A spiritual experience could be at the heart of it. You're changing in ways that are obvious to everyone. Don't worry if they're confused. You'll be confused too. Think of yourself as a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. The transition may be strange, but the butterfly is far lovelier than the caterpillar. Okay. Here you go, Steph. Hot off the press. Your free copy of our school newspaper. <laughs> Gee, thanks. This is about kids I don't know at a school I don't go to. <laughs> Check out my new column, Madame Kimmy's Horoscope. Oh, if the words are too big for you to read, you can always color on it. <laughs> <laughs> horoscope? What's that, Kimmy? A telescope that can only see your face? <laughs> Okay, that's enough. <laughs> it was not well, funny. As editor of the school paper, I must say, Kimmy did an excellent job. She got all the astrological <laughs> signs right, except for Aquarium, the fish tank. Are you saying Kimmy can tell the future? She can barely tell time. 
DJ, read Stephanie's horoscope. I bet you all of Madame Kimmy's predictions come true. Let's see what the stars foretell, young Capricorn. <laughs> Your day starts with good fortune. Wrong already. Kimmy's here. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon brings unpleasant surprise. What happens? Kimmy comes back? <laughs> then, a misunderstanding will occur at home. Exercise extreme caution after dark. Go now. I must rest. Your day starts with good fortune. Maybe you should check your pocket. Wow, a dollar. Just like my horoscope said. Uh-oh. Does this mean all that bad stuff's gonna happen too? Chill, squirt. I put that dollar in your pocket. Now the joke's over, give it back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kimi, your horoscope says you'll make a financial blunder. Yep. <laughs> your blunder. My buck. Really, no taxis. No taxis, batsies, as they say. Let's see what mine says. <laughs> you'll talk with a bad accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Michelle is practically dragging Jesse down the school hallway. Like, let's go. Come on. We're missing all the fun. Why is there a help wanted sign on the door of Michelle's classroom? Oh, is that like encouraging other parents gar slash guardians to come and volunteer? Like, we need more. We need more. I can't do it all. I'm just one person. I can't watch like 25 kids under the age of five. And Jesse's like, Michelle, you gotta know, I, I'm not really into this whole preschool gig. He's like, don't don't make a big deal that I'm here, okay? First, Michelle looked at him, does a thumbs up. You got it, dude. Like, whatever, whatever. I'll agree to whatever. Let's just get you in here. Are, are they late? Because the classroom is filled with kids. There's three, four, five, a girl sitting in a chair with a giant stuffed dog. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's like eleven plus kids. There's got to be like fifteen kids here. As soon as Michelle crosses the threshold into her classroom, she says, "Hi, everybody. This is my uncle Jesse." Of course, everyone says, "Hi, Uncle Jesse!" Screaming at the top of their lungs. Jesse, yeah, he just he's just proving he does not want to be there. Hey, wrong rats. Uh, how long am I going to be here again the whole day? Oh, good grief. So, Mrs. Manning is Michelle's teacher. She's got, she's an actress of color, and she, of course, has got the 80s big glasses. She hasn't made the jump into the, it's 1990, oh, it's, like, uh, almost towards the end of 1990, in fact. Pinch for a Pinch came out October 26, 1990, so we are almost in 91 by this point. Yeah, I would have been eight by this time. And the thing is, she's like, nice to meet you, Uncle Jesse. I'm like, you know, you could just call him Jesse or Mr. Katsopoulos. Uncle is not his first name. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> like, the kids can call me Uncle Jesse. You can call me Mr. K. Uncle J. <laughs> Jesse, he does not want to be there. He's like, 
Yeah, uh, great. I can help out. Um, look, I'll stay out of your way, okay? I'll just, you know, wake me up for nap time. Say, no, you have to help out. That's the point of being a parent volunteer. Oh, she calls him our special helper. Oh my, this is really spooky. And she's like, and special helpers get to join in all the fun. And she shuts and probably locks the door. Like, I've locked the door. I put the key in my pocket. You cannot leave. Except for out that second story window, which I would not recommend. <laughs> it's, it's creepy. It's like, you think you're leaving? Oh, no, no, no. You are staying right here. Anything I don't want to do today, I'm going to delegate that responsibility to you. And here, why don't you hand... <laughs> oh, of course, we have to have the circle time with the music. Jesse's like, oh, well, I'm not really experienced in the special helper field. You know, this is the first time I've ever done this before. This lady is too peppy. I mean, it's good that she's got a bubbly personality to match the children, but it's a little much. He's like, I'm actually a musician by trade. And she's also great, because today is music day. Oh, ma'am, tone, your tone just a little. Take it down a couple notches. Thank you much. <laughs> this has got to be February, because I am seeing Lincoln on, on the calendar here. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see it. Lincoln's birth, yeah, the 12th, uh-huh. And then because two days after that is Valentine's Day, and then I think down below might be Washington's birthday, but I'm not sure. Maybe not. Yes, Washington's birthday is on the 22nd of February. It's so funny that even though the show is airing in December, uh, October. This is supposed to be February, supposedly. But wait a minute. How long after this is the wedding? I'm trying to see here. Because the wedding doesn't happen till episode night, which they get married on Valentine's Day. So I mean, maybe it's like February first or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so she's calling all the little minions to the magic carpet. No, not that magic carpet from Aladdin. The round yellow magic carpet where everyone is crisscross applesauce, which is now the term that, you know, kids use nowadays versus what I used as a kid which I will not say because now that it is considered offensive. The blank style or whatever you want it. Those of that grew up in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. You sit in a circle, you cross your legs. There's a certain indigenous people style way of sitting. Which I like, I honestly gotta say, I like crisscross applesauce better, maybe because it rhymes. Oh, she's, yeah, she said magic park it. I mean, magic carpet. I thought she said park it, and then everyone was like, oh no, she's continuing saying carpet. Let's see, we got some more kids here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. There might be more. They're, they're literally flying in from all four corners of the room. So this is just, 
She's like, uh, Uncle Jesse, you get to sit in the magic chair. And Jesse looks down at this child-sized chair. I mean, it might fit the teacher's behind, but it ain't going to fit Jesse's behind. Because he looks down and he's like, it'd be magic if I could sit in that thing. <laughs> you know, the kids all got their instruments. Michelle's got her tambourine. He's like, it'd be magic if I could fit into this thing. And I don't think you can suck in your butt muscles either. I mean, it's not like you're sucking in your stomach and trying to, like, you know, close your pants or something like that. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Or when you're trying to get, you know, into a space, like, you're in an aisle and someone else is in the aisle and they're, you're, like, trying to, like, suck in your stomach to, like, let them pass or something. I don't know. Oh, whoa! <laughs> that little girl just said it! She said the indigenous people style to some kid. There is so much going on in this scene. I mean, from this blonde-haired girl saying you have to have it style. And then we got this adorable <laughs> black girl in braids. And I'm like, did she just hit that little boy sitting next to her? Is that her, like, brother? Did the siblings, like, come in on a casting call? Like, here you go. Here's two more kids. Just have them in there. Because she, like, literally, hit, I don't know, she hits him with her hand? Or whether she hits him with this rolled-up piece of paper? Which, that's not an instrument. I gotta, I gotta rewatch this again. She hit him with her hand. That has gotta be her brother. Because, oh my god. I, I mean, I, I don't know. But that, yeah. The, I mean, there's this adorable, you know, black girl, black boy. And she's, I thought, like, she hit him with, like, a rolled up piece of paper. But, no, that's what he's holding. She, like, reaches over and, like... Smacks his knee or something. Oh my goodness. And I said I'd watch this episode a bunch of times, you know, just watching it. But on the podcast, I pick up things that I normally would not see. When I play the clip, just listen after, you know, the teacher brings out the, you know, magic chair. And Jesse says it'd be magic if I can fit into that thing. When the, listen for the little voice that says, you have and then you might hear the little girl slapping. I'm just going to say that kid is her brother who's sitting next to her because that's the only way I'm going to be able to interpret unless she's just full on slapping a stranger. Like, oh, you're too close. Move it. All laugh at Jesse as he squeezes his behind into that child-sized chair. And again, the teacher doesn't do anything to correct the children's behavior, especially Aaron's behavior, as he should have been in that timeout, like, immediately after being disrespectful to an adult. She should have reined it in. Thinking, well, this is my free day. This is why we bring in volunteers, so I have to do less. Jesse is outward, out loud complaining, sitting on the magic carpet in the magic chair with the... Munchkin Tabernacle Choir. I feel like a Uncle Doofus. Oh, he says, like, I feel like a doofus. And here we go with Aaron. Let's play music, Uncle Doofus. <laughs> Jesse just tries to be like, he laughs it off and he, like, pats Aaron on the head, on the head and says, <laughs> never say that again. Yeah, he pats Aaron on the head and says, <laughs> very, very cute. And then points at him and says, never say that again. And of course, you know, Michelle's just proud, so proud to have her uncle there. She's like, Uncle Jesse can sing like Elvis. 
So the teacher's like, wonderful! And there happens to be a guitar right there. Like, why don't you play the children a song? And of course, Jesse's like, oh, I don't think the king played a lot of preschools. And this is where the teacher, again, she needs to rein Aaron in. He's like, he's checking! Like, whoa, buddy! Stop. I'd be like, Aaron, this is your first, this is, no, this would be his second warning. I'm like, one more time and you need to go sit in the corner. Because that is unacceptable behavior. You do not talk like that to an adult. But then again, I mean, this actually is just the start of, I mean, and we like Stephanie and Kimmy's, you know, back and forth. But I gotta say, I love the digs that Aaron and Jesse toss back at each other, too. It's just... <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is funny. Jesse's like, oh yeah, like I'm really gonna respond to the challenge of a four-year-old. Aaron is just like, bah, 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 bah. and Jesse's like, give me that guitar. <laughs> of course, it's interesting how Michelle goes immediately to Jesse because he's like two people away from her. He do she does not address her teacher. It's more like, Uncle Jesse's here, he'll protect me. Uncle Jesse, Aaron took my tambourine. And Jesse's like, hey, be cool, man. There's no stealing out of the magic carpet. Do that again, and you'll wind up in magic prison. And Aaron just has this sad little look on his face as he hands it back to Michelle. No sorry, none of that, just hmm. Michelle says, thank you very much. Jesse sings Farmer in the Dell. Like, all right, we're going to sing about a cat we all know and love. His first name is Farmer. His last name is Dell. Here we go. No, his first name is Farmer, and then Dell is the the girl, right? Farmer and the Dell, not Farmer and a, whatever, 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 whatever. I remember this song from first grade or kindergarten, one of them. He lives in the Dell? I thought the lady's name was Dell. It's not Dell? <laughs> okay, I gotta look up these lyrics. Oh, Farmer in the Dell, not Farmer and the Dell? I, what? My gosh. I am, I am, ugh, I am sorry. All right, so we got Farmer in the Dell is a singing game nursery rhyme and children's song. It prob probably, this is Wikipedia, of course, so I'll take it with a grain of salt, probably originated in Germany and was brought to America by immigrants. From there, it spread to many other nations and is popular in a number of languages. Uh-huh. Okay, published in 1820, so it's been around for, like, ever. The Farmer in the Dell, hi-ho, the dairy-o, the Farmer in the Dell. Okay, the, okay, the Farmer takes a wife. Yep. Takes a wife. Wife takes the child. What child? What do you mean child? Does she have a child, or she just takes the child, like, a child? The child takes the nurse. What is this song? Takes the nurse? What does that mean? The nurse takes the cow? The nurse takes the cow. The cow takes the dog. The dog takes the cat. The cat takes the mouse. It's like they're going down the chain of command here. The mouse or rat takes the cheese. The cheese stands alone. What does that mean, takes, exactly? We get it, the farmer takes the wife. Get that. The wife takes a kid. Does that mean she has a kid? But then how does that explain the child takes the nurse? 
Is that in form of like maybe breastfeeding? I don't know. And then it says the nurse takes the cow. So is it the milk coming from the cow? I don't know. And then it says the dog, the cow takes a dog. The dog. What is this? This makes no sense. The dog takes the cat. So I'm just going to say the dog eats, the cat eats the, <laughs> it just sounds the cat takes the mouse. So what, the cat eats the mouse, the dog, that, none of this song makes any sense. Um, okay, here we go. It was more clearly a courtship game with a farmer choosing a wife than selecting a child, maid, and serving man who leaves the maid after kissing her. What? Selecting a child from where? An orphanage? Uh, I, Okay, and it surfaced in 1883. A hunting we will go, similar melody. Um, variations, ba 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 ba. Uh, uh. This is just the lyrics are weird. They, I, I don't know what to make of them. I don't know how to apply logic to the lyrics. Which I guess you don't. As a kid, I don't know. Did I question the lyrics even then? I might have. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't as big with critical thinking. I just accepted things at face value. Yeah, you want to know where he lived? The fabulous, crazy, wacky Dell. He's got to have that Elvis thing. The farmer in the Dale. The farmer in the Dale. Babe, I'm stereo. The farmer in the Dale. <laughs> He's got to throw that babe out of stereo. Like, is that a thing from an Elvis song? I don't know. Dang, he really cut. It's like, none of the farmer takes a wife. He jumps right into the cheese stands alone. Hunka hunka stinky cheese, the cheese stands alone. He goes from the farmer in the dell to the cheese stands alone. There's like a good chunk of lyrics that he missed, which maybe for whatever reason they can't do the entire song. Hey, if they can play the majority of lyrics to some song called Muskrat Love, they can play, uh, well, they didn't play the majority of lyrics to Muskrat Love from, um, One Last Kiss, but it's more than the Farmer and the Dill, Dell song. It's just an abbreviated quick version, like, less than a minute song, and all the kids are just thrilled, like, yay, music day, best day ever. Aaron is all about it. He's like, more, more, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, do more music. Like, I don't want to learn today. It's all the kids going, more, 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 more. Even the teacher's getting in on it. Like, uh, can you rein your class in here? I thought that's why you were, you were getting paid to, you know, keep the kids under control, not let them take over the classroom. Jesse holds the guitar and says, the farmer has left the building. Goodbye. Thank you. No, take, take the guitar. Just take it and put it somewhere. Thank you. Soon as he stands up, of course, the chair is going to be stuck to his butt because it's a tiny child chair. No way in the world would I even be able to sit in that thing. Maybe when I was Michelle's age or maybe when I was like... Can the teacher even fit in that thing? That thing is pretty small. It's pretty small. Let's go. <laughs>
Michelle, you, you gotta know I'm not really into this preschool gig, so don't make a big deal that I'm here, okay? You got it, dude. Yeah, you know she's gonna make a big deal about it. Stay out of your way. Wake me up for nap time. Uncle Jesse, you're our special helper today. And special helpers get to join in all the fun. As she locks the oh, door. <laughs> experience in the uh, special helper field. I'm really a musician by trade. Yeah, he shouldn't have said that. Today is music day. I don't sing. Hey, everybody. Gather around the magic carpet. Like this counts Pick as a gig, so you yeah, I'll be sending you an invoice for my services. Uncle Jesse, you get to sit in the magic chair. Oh come on! There is a recliner right behind me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey have they have it in the time for the kid! That's not that kid. <laughs> Magic chair and the magic carpet, the Munchkin Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> You're like a doofus. Let's play music, Uncle Doofus. <laughs> okay, Aaron. Very, That's very cute. fun. Never say that again. Uncle Doofy can sing like Elvis. Wonderful. <laughs> Why don't you play the children a song? Uh, I don't think the king played a lot of preschools. Eat chicken! Oh, yeah. Like, I'm really going to respond to the challenge of a four-year-old. Give me that guitar. Uncle Jesse, Aaron took my tambourine. He just helped himself to it. cool, man. There's no stealing on the magic carpet. Keep that up, and you're going to end up in magic prison. Thank you very much. All right, here we go. We're going to do a little tune now about a cat we all know and love, and he goes by the name of Farmer, okay? And guess where he lives? You guys know where he lives? Well, you don't. In the Dell. That's where he lives. The fabulous, crazy, wacky Dell. That's where the cat lives. All right, let's do it a little like this. <laughs> the Farmer in the Dale. The, the teacher the is too into this. The Farmer in the Dale. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. Honka, honka, stinky cheese. The cheese stands alone. <laughs> He is such an instigator, huh, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so while the teacher gets ready for puppet time, she delegates the responsibility of doling out animal crackers to the children to Jesse. Like, I'm going to be doing this. You can, you know, help out and give the kids the animal crackers. And he's like, hey, who wants animal crackers? The kids immediately, like, pile on top of him. And, of course, Jesse is all like, hey, 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 watch the hair. Like, which one of you was first? They all, like, put their hands up. Like, <laughs> stupid question. Okay. He doesn't have them form in a line. Like, all right, all of you line up. Or, okay, I'm just going to dump some out on this table and you all can just like start grabbing that wouldn't work because you know someone's gonna grab at least a handful it's like i'm gonna get as many as i can and then you get like one but is that how you do it you get one animal cracker and <laughs> nothing to wash it down with so 
Eh, cracker shards down to... Nah, I would, I mean, I, I, I actually, I have, like, the little bags animal, like, I think it's Stouffer's Animal Crackers, or Stafford, something, something, and, you know, it's like, no, I gotta have something to wash them down with, because those things can be kind of, I mean, not, it's just, yeah, I mean, when you eat a cracker or a cookie, you want something, a liquid with it. It's like Jesse has got a bag of dog biscuits and is like, hey, who wants a treat? And all the dogs in the park come running <laughs> right up to you. Me! Me! No! I was there first! Me! <laughs> he starts to bend down like he's going to start, you know, handing them out at, you know, kid level. And they uh, immediately just jump him. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, this, that one kid. Yeah, the one, the girl who slapped that boy, who's probably your brother, like, maybe she pushed him to the ground again. Like, get out of my way, brother. This one, he's patting down his hair saying, watch the hair. You do hear women in the audience go, woo! <laughs> of course, he has a stupid question. Like, okay, who was first? They all hold up their hands. There's like 15 to 20 children here. So you hear elephant and camel are the two animal crackers. Those are the ones that air, um... Aaron has the camel. Michelle has the elephant cookie. And Jesse's like, uh, you get something with its head missing. I can't tell what this is. Jesse's like, okay, follow me. Follow me over to this table. Oh, what happened in my life? Oh, we cut over to Aaron, who Michelle is sitting there with her animal cookie. And she's holding it like it's the most precious thing in the world. Like, oh, it's a gift from Uncle Jesse. This animal cracker, I'm never going to eat it. Here comes Aaron, Mr. Grabby Hands. And he just literally rips it right out of her hands and shoves it down his throat. And Michelle looks at him and she, she glares at him. She's like, hey, you ate my elephant. And then, of course, Aaron in the gleeful bratty delight he's like it's in my tummy now <laughs> as his mouth is full of elephant animal cracker god he says it's just like gage from pet cemetery it's in my tummy now <laughs> so again what is taking this teacher so long to get out there with the stupid puppets I mean, my gosh, because, again, Michelle goes directly to Uncle Jesse because he's the only adult out there. Like, Uncle Jesse, Aaron ate my elephant. And Jesse's like, well, that's not fair. Go eat his cookie. Someone, And here he says, if somebody does something to you, you do it back to them. Kind of, you know, like a pinch for a pinch, an eye for an eye. That's another thing. Michelle, same said, is like, okay, works for me. And he doesn't offer, like, well, here, honey, here, I got another, you know, cookie left. You can have it. Here, here, here's a couple. And Jesse's like, okay, good girl, you go on. And he turns back to the kids who still have their hands outstretched. He's like, no, no, the clean hands. Jesse, I don't know what to tell you. How many kids' hands are going to be clean? You don't, just place the cookie and just let it drop into their palm if you don't want it you know i mean my goodness michelle doesn't it's because aaron just grabbed her cookie right out of her hand michelle says give me your cookie and she takes it out of aaron's hand like give me your cookie this is mine now a look of surprise and like 
<laughs> betrayal on Aaron's face. He just, he looks so shocked. He looks so shocked. Like, she would even do something. Like, oh, I did this to someone else, but the idea of someone doing the same thing to me, well, I can't, I just, I can't. He looks like he's about to cry as he says, hey, that was my camel. And, of course, Michelle, same thing with, like, Aaron did to her. It's in my tummy now. <laughs> he reaches over and he pinches her. And she's like, ow! She actually, when Aaron is going right for, like, just above the elbow, and Michelle, when she's pinching Aaron the first time, she just gets him on the cuff of his shirt sleeve, which I don't think he's going to register that. So he's hanging on like a little crab pincher, and she is now actually pinching like his wrist just about where his hand and his his wrist connect and they both are shrieking i'm surprised other classrooms or even a principal walking by isn't coming like what is going on in here but here the teacher comes running out like what is going on in here i'm like first of all where have you been jesse's taking care of these kids and you're playing with puppets in the in the back room, or what? Or she's having some a five minute. She's been gone for it feels like five or ten minutes. How long does it take to get puppets? How long is this show that you're putting on? Are you getting like the backgrounds and the sets and all like a big dang display? And not the thing. The thing is, Aaron, Jesse is right when he says, the kid's been bugging her all morning. Why aren't you doing your job as a teacher to put that boy in a corner and discipline these kids? Soon as the teacher comes out, they immediately drop their hands from each other and turn to face the teacher. Yeah, Michelle pinched me. Yeah, and Aaron's like, Michelle pinched me. And... The teacher asks Michelle, like, Michelle, did you pinch Aaron? And Michelle says, yes, I did. I would have said, he pinched me first, though. Granted, she's four, but, like, he pinched me first. He ate my animal cracker, and then I talked to my uncle, who's the only adult in the room at the point of when this happened, went back over, took his cookie, and then he proceeded to pinch me in retaliation. And then I did what, you know, I thought was best as I pinched him back. Like, you do to me, I'm going to do the same thing to you. Are you buying Aaron's little innocent act? Have you, you, you've been in the room this whole time with this kid, seeing him antagonizing Jesse, calling him Uncle Doofus. That's where Jesse jumps in and is like, well, wait a minute, Michelle, didn't Aaron pinch you first? And Michelle says, yes, he did. So apparently this is a rule that she's gone over with the kids, probably because it's happened for with other children there. You both know that pinching is not allowed. And Michelle throws Uncle Jesse under the bus with, Uncle Jesse said to pin to do it back. And the way the teacher just looks at Jesse with her eyes, like her glasses lowered, her, her eyes are like above her glasses, just staring up. Because she's kneeling down at Michelle's level, at the kid's level. It's like, 
Seriously, you said to do that. You encourage this behavior. Yeah, and Jesse even, he's like, well, the kid's been bugging her all morning. Oh, not to mention he called me Uncle Doofus. And immediately the teacher gets up to Jesse's height. She stand, gets into a standing position. And she's like, well, hands on the hips, by the way. Well, that's not how we settle things here. I'm afraid you both are going to have to have a time out. And she says, Aaron over there, Michelle over there. And of course, Michelle's like, who, me? I'm the good one. And Jesse's like, yeah, she's the good one. And the teacher's like, Michelle, go. And this is where Jesse turns on her. Like, the teacher needs to be accountable for what happened. Jesse is just a volunteer. He is not being paid a salary to watch these kids. I'd be like, ma'am, this happened on your watch. We are going down to the principal's office. As Michelle walks over to that little yellow kid-sized couch, you hear the audience go, aww. And yeah, Jesse whirls around. It's like, you call this justice here? My, the kid was just trying to defend herself. And then the teacher fires back with, well, it's not appropriate behavior for my classroom. And then Jesse's like, you know, teach, I think you've been spending a little too much time on the magic carpet. And Jesse starts saying, you know, there's a real world out there, and these kids need to learn how to defend themselves. And she says, well, they also have to learn that violence is not the end. Violence! They're pinching each other! They're not getting into a knock-down, drag-out punching fit. It's not like when Aaron took Michelle's cookie and stuffed it in his mouth. It's not like she socked him in the gut and made him puke it up. It's not like she went that far. I mean, my goodness. Aaron, on the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised if he would pull that kind of action because that is the kind of kid that Aaron is. I mean, he didn't hesitate to just rip that cookie out of her hand and just shove it in his mouth. Like, say somebody has a million-dollar lottery ticket and then somebody reaches over, takes the winning lottery ticket and just, like, rips it in half and then rips it again. I know a million-dollar lottery ticket is a little much than someone eating an animal cookie, but still. Hey, there's a Garfield little thing by the door. It's a shame there's no Odie, but there's a little... And then there's some bear wearing yellow and some white sunglasses. Jesse, even though we do get a laugh, like, oh, you're saying anybody just can come up and eat her elephant? Jesse says, I want my niece to be able to stand up for herself. And the teacher says... I'm sorry, the punishment stands. I'm in charge of this school. I'm like, whoa, whoa, are you the principal? Are you in charge of this school or this classroom? I'm like, we need to go see the principal right now because I do not. I would have said, oh, I'm going to have to talk to her father too because I don't agree with this at all. And granted, yes, Michelle did retaliate as well. And maybe in a way, maybe, yes, yeah, she should be included in the timeout. But still, I, just, I think that this could have been nipped in the butt by her watching. I mean, I know she's got other kids there, but Aaron clearly, from the word go, since Jesse entered that classroom, that kid has been going nonstop, taking Michelle's tambourine, and that's the start of it. And then calling him Uncle Doofus, being disrespectful to adults, stealing, taking things that don't belong to him, and then pinching. Yeah, I think Aaron's parents need to be brought in and say, you need to discipline your son. I can only do so much with so many kids here. 
I mean, what, I mean, honestly, I really think that if you're going to be a parent volunteer, it's like, what am I expected to do when you step out of the room? Am I allowed to discipline these kids while you're not here? I mean, I'm, I'm clearly not getting paid. For, uh, this is a volunteer position here. I'm just handing out animal crackers and playing a guitar. And Jesse's like, well, fine. Maybe Michelle shouldn't be at this school. So he goes over and is like, he picks her up like, Michelle, let's go. Kids, say goodbye to Michelle. And Michelle, over Jesse's shoulder, just like has her hand up like, uh, bye, everybody, I guess. Yeah, Jesse picked up Michelle's like, come on, Michelle, we're out of here. And you see the teacher just ex exhale like, like, just like she feels like maybe I shouldn't. And when not to mention, you have a room full of uh, other kids that you're, no one, neither of them are even looking at. So who knows what's going on there. That could be pinching, biting, hair pulling, all of that stuff going on. And they're in, not to mention, it's like those kids don't need to be seeing an, a parent and a teacher arguing with each other either. So that's on her. It's like this. I'd be like, sir, I understand. I feel that we should talk to the principal, talk to my boss, and see if we can. And not to mention, I'd be like, well, first of all, wait a second. Are you an approved person on the list to be able to take this child out of this school? That's another thing. It's like you would not be able to get it with just like, well, I'm the uncle. It's like, well, if you're not on the list to take this child out of school, this child cannot leave with you. Um, that was a um, one thing when I was, I think, in first grade, when my mom's dad, my grandpa um, Cliffman, would pick me up like on a Friday and spend the, you know, I'd spend the afternoon with my mom. He would take me home for whatever day, whatever reason. I just remember at the end of the day, grandpa Cliffman shows up, you know, my mom's there and I started crying. It's like, I don't want to go. I mean, I'm seven, but he gets to the point where it's like, don't make a scene. Like, let's go. And he, it gets to the point where he grabs me and throws me over his shoulder. And the gym teacher is the one that comes out into the hallway because I'm making such a commotion with crying and everything. She's like, is everything okay here? Like, what's going on? And all that. Um, another one was when I was 10 and I guess my dad was away. So, you know, my sister Nicole was watching me. And she had come, you know, she was in high school. She, she had come to, uh, you know, take me home. And my teacher is like, well, you're not, are you allowed to take, like, uh, yeah, it's my sister, she, but whatever, it's like, you know, I don't know if you can leave with her, it's like, whatever. But anyway, it's like, uh. I mean, I honestly feel this isn't as bad as compared to breaking away when Jesse pulled Nikki and Alex out just because the teacher said, well, Nikki and Alex are doing great, and they really, they just, they don't need you right now. They don't need you here. And Jesse takes it personally, and I think it's just the fact that Nikki and Alex would not kiss him goodbye. Like, okay, boys, I'm going. Give your daddy a kiss goodbye. And like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And yeah, so, and then him, like, you know what? I think your mother's right. I think they're just not ready for preschool, which that was more about Jesse. And again, here is more about Jesse feeling he is in the right, the teacher is in the wrong, and it's like, I feel like M Michelle was undeservedly punished for 
something when she was trying to defend herself. She's getting punished for defending herself. Because Jesse's taking her out. Michelle's just got her hands like shrugging her shoulders like, I don't know what's happening. Bye. <laughs> I guess. Is this one of those animals from the Richard Scary world? It's a cat playing a violin that's got a green jacket on with a yellow handkerchief and a red hat. Uncle Jesse, while I get ready for puppet time, why don't you hand out these animal cookies? Sounds easy enough. All right, who wants a cookie? Come a cookie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's who wanted the cookie. They all do. All right. Who was first? Stupid question. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. Here you go. You get an elephant. You get a camel. You could just ask them to stand in line or maybe and just pour a bunch on the table and say, here, have at it. Come on, follow me, follow me. What happened to my life? Yeah, just put some... What the heck? You ate my elephant. It's in my tummy now. And this is where I float him in the stomach and he pukes it up. Uncle Jesse, eliminate my elephant. That's not fair. Go eat his cookie. Somebody does something to you, do it back to him. Pretty much. Eye for an eye. Here you go. Clean hands. Clean. No, the clean hands. Clean. Give me your cookie. That was my camel. It's in my tummy now. Oh! Oh my god. What's going on here? Michelle pinched me. Oh. Michelle, did you pinch Aaron? Yes, I did. But he pinched her Where? first. Michelle, did Aaron pinch you first? Yeah. Yes, he did. You both know that <coughs> pinching is not allowed. Uncle Jesse said to do it back. Uh, well... Our kids been bugging her all morning. <laughs> and he called me Uncle Doofus. Yeah, why are you disciplining these kids? That's not how we settle things here. I think both of you are going to have to sit in the corner for time out. Now, Aaron, over there. Michelle, over there. Me, I'm the good one. Yeah, but she still participated. Yeah, she's the good one. justice here? He was just trying to defend herself. It's not appropriate behavior for my classroom. Hey, teach, I think you've been spending a little too much yeah. time on the old magic carpet. There's a real world out there, and these kids have to learn to stick up for themselves. They also have to learn that violence is not the answer. They were pinching that Anybody punching just come up and eat her elephant? <laughs> I want my niece to learn to stand up for herself. The punishment stands. I'm sorry. I'm in charge at this school. And that classroom, but not the school. Yeah, go see the principal. Kids, say goodbye to Michelle. Yeah, that was a bit much. Bye-bye. So Danny and Becky are in the living room eating pasta from that they brought home from the segment on the show, Celebrity Pasta Salads. And Joey comes back from the dentist. Now, he's going to describe... His experience being that, you know, the whole filling deal. Uh, I want to give you all a heads up, those of you out there that do have any form of trauma when it comes to 
medical or dental experiences, I want to be as careful as I can. So when I do play the clip, if you want to skip ahead for a smidge, yeah, I'm just giving you fair warning. So that way I don't want to, you know, upset anyone or trigger anybody that is working through any type of experiences that have to do with either of those things. So yeah, I'm going to talk about it and then I'll play the clip. So just forewarned, if you don't feel that you can handle listening to it, then definitely skip ahead. So Joey comes in, you can tell clearly he's got the Novocaine because his speech is kind of jumbled. And of course, right away, Danny's like, oh, Joey, you gotta try this Ted Capo Cap Capolini or whatever it is, some pasta. I'm like, he was just at the dentist. You think he wants to put any type of food in his mouth? Yeah, so he's talking about the Novocaine, and then he's doing the dentist drill, which, okay. Oh my god, so instead of, uh, you know, because it pulled the filling out, he had to have a freaking root canal? I've never had that done, but my good grief, he goes in for a, a filling to be refilled, and it turns out to be a canal. Joey, you need to stop eating that kind of sweets and stuff that's going to destroy your teeth. But then again, who am I to talk, because I'm eating junk food too so yeah luckily my recent checkup i had no cavities thank you thank you that was my biggest fear was you know it's been a, over a year since i went to the dentist i'm like i don't know am i gonna have a cavity i'm trying to stay away not eat as much candy and stuff like that but eat a little and i'm always brushing my teeth so i think that's key it's just always constantly brush your teeth and Danny's like, what'd he say? And Peggy's like, you heard him. He said, you're, oh. And Danny says, uh, thanks for clearing that up. So the phone rings. And Joey, why are you going to answer the phone? You can't even really talk. Your mouth, your words are blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out to be his agent who I guess can hear and understand Joey perfectly fine. Because Joey starts laughing as he walks into the out of the living room with the cordless phone. And then he really puts a hand over the, the mouthpiece where he speaks and he's like, and Danny just has this look like, whatever, Joey, I don't get what you're saying, but okay. Apparently, having Novocaine does not affect your laughter at all. You can still laugh. It's not going to hurt your mouth, apparently. So, Jesse comes in with Michelle, who's holding a stuffed kangaroo and a pennant that's got a tiger on it, and it says San Francisco Zoo on it. And Danny goes over and kisses Michelle, hello, and it's like, oh, where'd you get all this stuff? And she says, at the zoo, I saw lions and tigers and bears. And Danny's like, oh my, <laughs> straight line, straight out of Wizard of Oz. And Danny looks at her, he's like, well, wait, what happened to preschool? And Michelle says, I quit preschool. And then apparently she's got to go tinkle. But of course, before we hear, I got to go to the potty, um, she, Danny kind of looks at her like confused, like, you quit preschool? 
And then we cut over to Becky and Jesse. It's just like, well, I mean, she didn't really technically quit. I kind of, you know, pulled her out of there. I'm like, what? If I were Dan, I'm like, excuse me, you do not have that right. Danny, Jesse stands up and starts walking towards Danny. I'm like, Danny, I mean, this preschool thing, it's very overrated. Jesse asks Michelle, Michelle, tell your daddy what you learned in the real world. A camel can spit. Great. That's great. I'm sure you could apply that to real life in so many ways. Jesse is kind of, he's kind of cocky about, he's, he's really, he's proud of what he did. He's like, Danny, one day you're going to be proud that I pulled her out of that place. And Danny just, I can understand him being the parent. It's like, why did you do that? You really don't have a right to do that. You're just her uncle. Not to mention, I'd be like, well, wait a minute. How did you get her out of school? You're not on the list and take her out of there. How could you do this? It happens to be an excellent preschool. And Danny stands up, and of course you know he's taller than Jesse, and he looks at Jesse like, how could you do this? That happens to be an excellent preschool. Danny, please. We saw the teacher, okay? We saw, it's, it's what, music and animal crackers and... We never did see that puppet show, but then again, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that preschool looks pretty basic to me. I mean, nothing really fancy-smancy great about it. I'm sure there's a dozen other preschools that are really no different than that one. He picked it because it was the one closest to home. And Danny starts getting, he's like, Michelle's getting an avid academic foundation that's going to follow her through grades K through 12. Then he starts talking about law school. It's like, whoa, Danny, um, what we know of Michelle in Fuller House, she think she's not going to law school. She's exploring the world. Through K through 12, through college, through Harvard Law School. I think that's a bit ambitious, ambitious for Michelle. Danny says, Jess, you have robbed this nation of one of the greatest legal minds the world will ever know. And of course, this is where Michelle's like, I gotta go potty. And she excuses herself. Like, I'm, mm. I mean, unlike the episode I haven't covered where it's Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur, where Danny and Jesse are fighting again over about Michelle, and Michelle says, stop fighting, I broke the dinosaur. No, here she's like, I gotta go potty, because she's four, and she's not, like, six years old, or seven. But Becky, of course, tries to be the peacemaker. She comes in and says, look, Danny, I get that you're upset, but I'm sure Jesse had an excellent reason for pulling Michelle out of preschool. Honey, tell him why you pulled her out of preschool. And Jesse says, well, she was, the, the teacher was going to make her sit in the corner. But, uh, of course, before Jesse says that, Danny's like, yeah, I'm sure he has a great reason. I'm sh He's out of his mind is what he has for doing this. And Becky looks at him after he says, well, they're going to make Michelle sit in the corner. And Becky looks at him, uh, and, and then? And Jesse's like, well, that, that's it. I would have went into full detail and like, hey, let me tell you what exactly happened here, Danny. I was there. I sang a song to the kids, then I was told to hang out animal crackers while the teacher was off in a room gathering puppets for a good five to ten minutes. I have 15 kids over here that I'm trying to watch. 
And then we got this little delinquent Aaron here who's been picking on Michelle the whole time. Mind you, the teacher is not doing anything about this. She's not reprimanding this child, any of that. So, yeah, I think the teacher needs to, uh, I don't know. They need to have an extra person, uh, extra set of hands, not just a parent volunteer. Because what does the parent volunteer have a right as far as when it comes to the kids? Like, oh, if there are two kids getting into a squabble, do I go and get you and leave all the kids unoccupied? Or do I take matters into my own hands and try to break it up? Yeah. I mean, Jesse... <clears throat> When Aaron took Michelle's tambourine, Jesse was the one that said, hey, kid, give her the tambourine back. You keep doing that, and you're going to wind up in the magic prison. Not once did that teacher say, now, Aaron, this is your first warning. You do anything like this again, you will be sitting in the corner. Not at all did she do that. She didn't even get after the little girl who was slapping her brother or whoever that kid was that was sitting next to her. Remember that? Remember that? And Becky's like, yeah, you're right. Jesse is out of his mind. No, I just, I honestly feel that Jesse, if he had just went into explanation mode and explained, you weren't there, you don't know what was going on. And granted, yes, Michelle did pinch Aaron back, and that's only because Jesse had told her if someone do something to, does something to you, you do something. That is honestly probably something that Jesse has learned himself. And even his father probably told him, son, you need to stand up for yourself. If somebody does something, you have a right to defend yourself. You know, I mean, and people are always like, well, because Jesse's going to even tell her, like, if someone's bothering you, get a teacher. How is that always going to work? A teacher's not always going to be around. And even if they are, what is a teacher really going to do? What is a principal really going to Yeah. Gosh, I have a pause right where Danny is just hands on a hip. He is just glaring at Jesse. Again, this is. Season four is not Danny's best hair. I'm telling you, I'm just, I've never been. It's too long. It's parted. It's just, mm. I thought maybe season three might have been also, like, not great. It's, like, parted on the side, but just, mm. Yes, yes, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, thank you. As Jesse says, like I said, it's been a while since I, these episodes, I don't rewatch them before I podcast them. Jesse does say, you weren't there. This kid was bugging her all morning. And let me guess, what is Danny's answer going to be? Well, you should have gotten a teacher. Yeah, he says, I told her to stick up for herself. The kid pinched her. She pinched him back. It was really good, too. You should have seen it. Granted, I couldn't see it because <laughs> I was taking care of the 15 other children who were eating animal crackers. And Danny's like, oh, gee, Jess, that's a great lesson to teach her. And, of course, Jesse says, yeah, well, that worked for me when I was growing up. Eye for an eye, pinch for a pinch. <laughs> Jesse says that's the only way you can survive out there in, the, in them streets. Good grief, Danny. He's like, what streets? Michelle's not even allowed out of the backyard. Well, I can imagine she's four. I don't think she would be. I mean, unless she's with an adult. And and Jesse fires back. Well, look, I just wanted the kid to be able to stand up for herself. And 
Danny says, well, so do I, but there's no reason to pull her out of school without consulting me first. Which, yes, I get it. Yes, Danny does have a point. It's like, no, you, there was no reason for you to pull her out of school for, for that. And then Jesse's all bringing her back. Like, well, I thought you brought me in here to help with my nieces. And Danny jumps in with, well, those nieces just happen to be my daughters. It's like, Danny, you are giving Jesse control of how to handle situations and delegate discipline and, and all of this stuff. But again, I mean, yes, I do agree with Danny that most likely she sh he shouldn't have pulled her out. Maybe not just say, well, Michelle's not going to be at the school. Like, well, then I am pulling her out for the day and until we get this resolved. Because I don't, I would like, I don't feel comfortable having my child here after this altercation and you're not doing any, your form is just putting them in a corner for a timeout. I'd be like, no, we need to see the principal because something needs to be done here. This, I am not happy with what I, I'm seeing. Like you're, yeah, she's letting a parent volunteer just watch the kids. I, mm, I don't feel comfortable with that. I think there needs to be like a, a teacher, especially with that many kids and just one teacher. Like there should be like a paraprofessional or, I mean, when I was in school, there was always the main teacher and there was a teacher's aide, someone extra to help out with students when the teacher is either teaching a lesson or like you just need a little extra help and stuff like that. Because that, think about it, that's a lot for one teacher to do. I mean, kudos to those that, you know, can do it awesome, but sometimes I think you just need an extra set of hands and an extra, you know, body there. Taking offense to the, Jesse's taking offense to the saying, what am I, just hired help? Oh, here, why don't I make dinner for you? What do you want, chicken or pork chops? I mean, I'd hate to just do this and not without consulting the king first. And of course, Danny is like, well, Jess, you just cook whatever you want. I do kind of feel like chicken, though. Man, I just, I don't know. <sighs> I, <laughs> this kind of honestly makes me think, now I was 11 when this happened. My school was teaching, going to be teaching sex ed. And the thing is with this, there had to be a permission, permission slip that went home. You know, the parents signed it, you could take the class. My dad and grandma got into a heated debate about whether or not I should. My dad really thought it wasn't a big deal. In the end, I ended up going. My grandma felt, no, I don't think that this is a good idea. She, you know, shouldn't be learning this in school and stuff. And in the end, my dad went out. But actually, now that I think about it, because <laughs> I had such a small class, it was only me and one other kid who happened to be a guy. And of course, during, you know, that talk, the boys and girls were separated, of course. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I remember we watched this video on Ryan White that was talking, he was, he was talking about ways that, you know, you can't get, you know, AIDS from sharing uh, a cup or anything like that, or sitting on the same swing and stuff like that. There's actually a really good episode of Mr. Belvedere that does cover, it's called Wesley's Friend. I did cover it on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast, if, uh, if you want to hit up SoundCloud and listen to it. It's really, it's, a, it's amazing for being in the 80s. 
even though we have just we have so much more information about that nowadays and i'm sorry i veered off but here's the clip from the beginning again if you are sensitive to any form of dental experiences if this is a trauma you're working through just it's real real quick joey just you'll through noises joey explains his procedure so just if you want to skip ahead like 15 seconds or you know 30 seconds just skip ahead from that sound clip so looks great uh, oh, great, Joe, you're back from the dentist. You have got to try this Ted Koppel Capolini. He just has... I can't. He loves this guy, I think. What did he say? Heard him. He said he had rumor Rumor Thanks for clearing that up. Why would you offer someone food after they just been to the dentist? That's Uh-oh. stupid. Oh, hi, Lolo. Ah. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. The fuck is this? It's so Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Where'd you get all this stuff? At the zoo. I got lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. What happened to preschool? I quit preschool. You quit preschool? Well, she didn't actually quit. I kind of pulled her out of there. Then this preschool thing is just way overrated. Michelle, I'll tell your daddy what you learned today in the real world. A camel can't fit. Hey, one day you're going to be glad I pulled her out of that place. How could you do this? It happens to be an excellent preschool. <coughs> Michelle is getting an academic foundation that's going to carry you through grades K through 12, through college, through Harvard Law School. Jess, you have robbed our nation of one of the finest legal minds the Supreme Court has ever known. I gotta go potty. Like, I don't want to stay here for this. Bye. She's going to use and Joey's back. I know that you're upset, but I'm sure that Jesse had a very good reason for pulling her out of preschool. Yeah, I'm sure. He's out of his mind. Tell him, honey. They were going to make Michelle sit in the corner. And then? That's it. You're right. He's out of his mind. Well, it's not like when he pulls out Nikki and Alice. This little kid was bugging her all morning. I told her to stick up for herself, and the kid pinched her, so she pinched him back. A real good one, too. Well, that's a great lesson. Oh, it worked for me as a kid. An eye for an eye. Pinch for a pinch. It's the only way you can survive out there on those streets. What streets? Michelle's not even allowed out of the backyard. Hey, I just want the kid to learn to stand up for herself, okay? Well, so do I, but that's no reason to pull her out of school without consulting me first. I thought I was living here to help my nieces. Well, those nieces just happen to be my daughters. Oh, so what am I, just hired help or something? Okay, you know what? I'll go cook dinner for you. What would you like, chicken or pork chops? I hate to make such a big decision without consulting the king first. <laughs> just, just cook whatever you want. I, I do kind of feel like chicken, though. Unless Joey's just waiting until his prescription arrives, because they must have given him something. So he's got to resort to aspirin or Tylenol or something. And he's like, because he can't, you know, his mouth is so numbed up, he can barely utter words, except for garble goop. Because it's like, I think it was the childproof lids. It's like you got to, like, the, the lid and the bottom, like, 
have to the arrows have to meet up so you can open it which i mean that's a great safety measure but it is a pain in the butt for adults that are like ah it's not some violent it shouldn't be so hard child proof <laughs> joey is it that hard to make the arrows meet on the lid because <laughs> he starts banging it thinking that's gonna open it uh he's banging the lid on the counter thinking oh if i bang it hard enough this bottle will open now here comes stephanie home from school she's still holding the horoscope she's become obsessed with this so she comes in and she's a joey just, oh, hear about my day. This horoscope is just, everything about Kimmy's predictions are coming true. Kimmy, it, it, it said, like, I would have an unpleasant day, and I did. Or an unpleasant surprise in the afternoon. She says, instead of pizza, the cafeteria served palmetto loaf. Eh, oh, I love how she describes it. It was like eating bologna with eyes. Oh, because of the olives. Ugh. You can barely make out like how... He's like, oh, I hear you. I hate pimento loaf. And then Stephanie goes back like, oh, that's right. There's a misunderstanding will occur at home. Yeah, when Steph says... She says, Joey, I can't understand you. And then she looks down and says, a misunderstand. Wait a minute. A misunderstanding will occur at home. I'm at home, and I'm misunderstanding you. Steph's like, I'm freaking out again! Steph, <laughs> it's just mere coincidence that any of that stuff is happening. She rushes upstairs. Finally, Joey gets the cap off. It took him forever. How many of those did he take? It's like he poured a handful into his hand. Like, well, I'm gonna take, like, ten of these Tylenol. <laughs> And then, of course, I grew up doing this, my dad would do this, where it's like you turn the faucet on and then you just like kind of dip your head underneath and catch the water in your mouth. Faster than pulling a glass out of the cupboard. And yes, I, I am one to say like, yes, I did drink water from a hose outside as a child growing up in the country. <laughs> oh, I'm so, wait, he's filling a glass of water, okay. It's almost like a trick glass because he lifts a glass up to his mouth. And I don't know how much water he's getting into his mouth, but a lot of it is going right down the front of his shirt. It's like, ugh, fine. And this is, oh, wait, he takes the, um, he takes the spray hose. What actually is, is that like a vegetable sprayer? Is that what they refer to that thing as? I don't have one of those anymore because they live in an apartment, but we have one at the house. But, so, he takes the sprayer and uses his finger to hook his mouth just enough to get water in. And he ends up spraying himself in the face. As he was pushing too hard on the, on the lever thing, it's like you had a good full stream going, but he pressed a little too hard and just, face full of water. Pimento loaf. It was like eating bologna with eyes. Ew. I love the hair stuff. 
Yeah, I'm sure it is the worst. I can't understand you. Hey, I can understand it. Hey, wait a second. A misunderstanding will occur at home. I'm at home. I'm misunderstanding you. I'm freaking out again! <laughs> Mere coincidences. Well, he got some of it in his mouth, enough to swallow those ten Tylenol. Oh, there we go. So now we go up to the girls' room. It's after school. Kimmy and DJ are up there. And it's funny how they're working from, like, legal pads. DJ runs this idea past Kimmy. Like, hey, what do you think about this question for next week's editorial? Are we really tardy, or does school just start a little too early? Oh, she says tardiness. Are we really late, or does school just start a little too early? I'm trying to think when high school started for me. I mean, I know she's not in high school, but I think high school started like 7.35, 7.45, 7.55, somewhere around there. I mean, I got up at 6.20, and my bus came at 6.55. I can understand what you would definitely get a lot of kids agreeing with her on that. Like, oh yeah, school starts way too early. Really. Should start at like 10 o'clock in the morning. That's the thing about college, right? You can pretty much pick your own classes and your own times. Like, well, I don't want to start going to school until... I don't want to go to my first class until maybe like noon. <laughs> I can sleep in until like 10. So... Stephanie is so freaked out about, yeah, because the horoscope says practice extreme caution after dark. And apparently it's dark outside at four in the afternoon. Granted, it is February, so maybe it gets dark out earlier. Stephanie comes in with a, it's either, a, it's not a tennis racket. It, or it looks like a racquetball racket. And she's got an umpire's mask on her face. And she's got Michelle's clown lamp. And Kimmy's the first one to, know, like, speak out. Like, what are you doing? Practicing for the Nerd Olympics? <laughs> yeah, she's wearing that catcher's mask on her face with a... I think that might be a tennis racket. She says, everything in your horoscope came true. So, yeah, she since everything else came true, Stephanie, Stephanie is definitely taking precautions and exercising extreme caution after dark. What does she think is going to happen to her? Someone's going to personally attack her? Because she is ready to, like, she's <laughs> going to take on the... The closet monster or something. She's like, I got this night light. She's got... Why does she need that? She actually does have a lamp right at her bedside table, right next to her bed. But she's got Michelle's, I guess, like an extra lamp to set it on the floor so she has even more light. Yeah, because DJ's really going to want that extra light in there. Like, Stephanie, turn off the lamp. Try to sleep. <laughs> She, yeah, she says, that's why I'm sleeping with Michelle's nightlight. Nightlight? It's a lamp! That's not a- a nightlight is something you plug into the wall. 
So, Kimmy finally breaks into her, like, all right, kid, it's time to tell you the truth. Uh, I'll level with you. I don't know anything about astrology. I just copied those from old newspapers. <laughs> so, she, she didn't come up with that herself. Of course she didn't. This is Kimmy. She's not that creative. Maybe in the clothes department, but not in the, uh, you know, writer department. That's not Kimmy's bag. Yeah, she says, I just copied those horoscopes out of old newspapers. But it's just weird how Stephanie's was so detailed. It's like morning, afternoon, evening. Whereas with DJ and Kimmy's, they only have like one line, which is a typical, you know, horoscope. Well, that more one line is usually like a fortune cookie. Like, usually horoscopes are at least, like, a few sentences, maybe even a paragraph. Depending on, like, the one I read yesterday online about myself. Alright, so, Quinn, I found out your astrological sign, because your birthday is June 26th. She doesn't really care. She's looking out the window. You are a Cancer. As in, your astrological sign. Uh, this mood symbolizes love for stability sensibility, moodiness, oh, they got you, pet girl, and meticulousness. It influences people born between June 21st and July 22nd when the sun is in Cancer, the fourth zodiac sign. Wow. It also says you tend to have an endearing personality and you crave for domestic life that is reflected in a lot of your choices since young age, Quinny. Yeah. Can you believe that? Um, you have an appealing personality. Being young, you tend to be the kind of home. You tend to be the kind of home. You are very careful, Quinny, and your um, you are very careful in everything you do. As such, you tend to make the right decisions most of the time. Most of the time, Quinny, not all of the time. You also attach great value to relationships. Yes, I see how you are with Jeremy. You love him more than me, but it's whatever. Uh, the, you value both your friends and family members. Well, again, see, Jeremy. Um, here is your complete... Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Wow, Quinny, can you believe all... Yeah. That's... that's very, see, she doesn't care. She she really doesn't. She's staring out the window because I have it open. <laughs> She's laying on the card table. Oh, yeah. Stephanie's like, so you're telling me that because of this woman here, I spent the whole day freaking out over nothing? Well, sweetie, you are the one wearing the catcher's, mitt on your, or catcher's mask on your face. So, yeah. And, of course, we get the classic, how rude! So here comes Michelle barreling in, and then she sets us like, like, what's that on the floor? Hey, you stole my clown lamp. And Stephanie's like, well, Michelle, I was just borrowing. I mean, I, I don't need it anymore, so you can have it back. She says, my clown light. So Michelle's like, that's mine. And she's like waving her finger at Stephanie. You're in big trouble, mister. And then she reaches over and pinches Michelle. She pinches Stephanie. It's like, sweetie, you can't just go around pinching everybody. Not to mention, Stephanie didn't pinch Michelle. So it's like, how is this someone does something to you, you do something to back to them? Well, it's not like Stephanie pinched Michelle first. I, 
I'm surprised. Well, Michelle, if she had a little more logic for being forced, like, well, you took my thing. I'm going to take, yeah, Mr. Bear's on the bed. I'm surprised Michelle doesn't. Like, well, I'm taking Mr. Bear. Of course, right after, because Michelle pinches her, like, right again, right at the wrist. And she's like, ow! And then here comes Jesse rolling in, like, what's going on in here? And she's like, well, she just pinched me. Do you see what, or, no, she's like, do you see what I, what Michelle did to me? And Jesse's like, well, no, Michelle, what'd you do? And Michelle says, I did this. She turns around and pinches Stephanie again. And Jesse's like, Michelle, stop pinching Stephanie. And Michelle turns around and says, you said I could. Uh, yeah, so his whole little pinch for a pinch thing, if someone does something to you, you do something to them kind of backfires and blows up in his face. And Jesse's like, well, no, I said you could before because Aaron took your cookie. And Michelle says, but Stephanie took my lamp. Like, And then she turns around to Stephanie and goes, better give it back. And she's making the little pinching fingers. Like, ugh. And if Jesse, if I were Jesse, I'd be like, no, sweetie, what I said was when Aaron took your cookie, I said, go take his cookie. I didn't say to pinch him. Because that's what happened afterwards. That's what escalated due to the cookie snatching. On the one hand, somebody took something that was yours, you know, like Aaron, and then in this case, Stephanie took something, oh. And then he realizes, like, okay, Kettle, you and I gotta have a talk. We need to straighten this out because... I'm giving you the wrong. I'm giving you bad advice. And Jesse realizes his mistake. He's like, oh boy. And then we just cut to Stephanie with a raised eyebrow like, way to go, Uncle Jesse. And Michelle whirls around and Stephanie with the little finger, with the thumb and index finger, like, give it back or you're getting it again. I'm like, uh, Michelle, you need to stop that or you will be punished. Like, she's not being reprimanded for how she's acting. Michelle, sweetie, that is not how we handle things. We don't touch people without their permission. <laughs> Jesse stands up like, hey, crab girl, put away those pinchers. So Jesse takes Michelle out, uh, like, come on, we're going to my room to have a talk. And then Michelle stands in the door and says, I'll be back for the clown. And Jesse, like, grabs her and, like, yanks her out of the door, like, no, 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 no. No more threats. I'm just thinking, honestly, in all these episodes, I don't think I've ever seen the girls physically, like, no one's, like, hitting anyone, no one's smacking anyone, no one's pushing anybody. You're not seeing any of that on this show. Just to, to see another sibling go and, like, attack another sibling, even in the form of pinching and stuff, it's just like, ugh. Kimmy, what do you think about this for next week's editorial? Tardiness. Are we really late, or does class start just a bit too early? <laughs> what are you doing? Practicing for the Nerd Olympics? <laughs> the best joke. Kimmy, everything in your horoscope came true. Now it says to exercise extreme caution after dark. That's why I'm sleeping with Michelle's nightlight. It's a well, lamp. I guess I better tell you the truth, kid. I don't know anything about astrology. I just copied those horoscopes out of old newspapers. You mean, thanks to this woman, I spent my whole day freaking out over nothing? 
Michelle, what'd you just do? I did this. Stop pinching Stephanie. You said I could. No, no, it was different. I, I said you could before because Aaron took your cookie. Stephanie took my lamp. Yeah, but in one case, somebody took something that was yours. But in the other case, somebody took something that was yours. Oh, boy. Give it back or you're getting it again. Oh, oh, oh. crap, girl. Yeah, I'm not saying that, Michelle. Come on, call me. We're going to my room. So Jesse brings Michelle into his room. Like, All right, kiddo, time to have one of our world-famous talks. Like, yeah, he does have to kind of set her straight about what is acceptable behavior when someone does something to you. So Jesse sits down on the floor, and he kind of props Michelle up on his knee and says, You know, Michelle, I'm not very happy with myself today I because I was wrong. I made a mistake. And <laughs> Michelle just jaw drops like what you made a mistake <laughs> you can't make a mistake your uncle jesse she doesn't say that but she may as well with her wide-eyed jaw-dropping expression <laughs> and jesse like a lifter chin up like i know i'm as shocked as you are and jesse if you know he says you know i lost i lost my cool today and i acted like a big jerk and I think probably more than likely, maybe what this was is maybe something that happened in Jesse's past where he's kind of drawing on that based on what happened with Michelle. Like, more than likely, maybe Jesse dealt with the bully, and this is kind of, you know, seeing this happening with Michelle is just bringing all that frustration, the, the, the teacher's lack of doing anything about it. That's why he's like, well, fine. He's probably like, well, my parents didn't pull me out of school, but I'm going to pull my niece out of school because I have to protect her. And Michelle is just, she's nonchalant about it. She's like, well, no problem. And Jesse's like, well, no, it is a problem because, you see, Michelle, when I was about your age, and when I was in school, I got into a lot of fights. And he tells her, you know, looking back on it now, I realize I handled those fights all, fights all wrong. <laughs> Jesse starts laughing, like, should have led with my jab. Well, odds are, I mean, Jesse grew up in a generation where, yes, you know, his father probably did teach him, well, son, we got to teach you to fight. You know, we got to teach you to defend yourself. If someone's going to come at you, you got to be ready to, you know, back up with your fists and all that stuff. And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not proud of those fights. And again, Michelle says, no problem. So, I mean, she's four. We don't really know how much of this information is she really taking in. And he, he says probably which would have worked for him is if you have a problem, Michelle, you should have learned to solve it with words. You know, yeah, she could have said, stop it. Or, yeah, really, why is she like, hey, stop, don't do that, you're hurting me. Or something like that, loud enough that that teacher that was in the back room getting this, those stupid puppets could have come out and said, what is going on? So as long as Michelle vocalized, someone is doing something to me, someone is personally attacking me like that way someone's like okay i am not the aggressor here this is this person is coming at me and attacking me yeah aaron really that should have majorly been addressed 
I get it. It's a show for comedic purposes and stuff, but it's like, no. A teacher, real, I mean, she had no problem. Like, okay, time out for both of you. When she did not hear the whole, she wasn't there for any of it. It's like, yeah. and I, if I were Jesse again, I would have like, you weren't there. You don't know what happens. I get that you want, you, you're like, both of you are guilty because you both went at each other. So you both have to be punished. Apparently, yeah, like I said, she's probably had to deal with kids pinching each other and getting into scrapes and whatnot. Like, you both know that pinching is not allowed. We, Aaron, we talked about this the last time this happened. You can't just go around pinching people. Yeah, so he's giving her words, you know, that she could say, like, you know, like, knock it off or buzz off, bucko. Or how about just leave me alone or stop it? Jesse says... Well, if that doesn't work, you you should find a parent or a teacher to help you. I, I'd be like, well, what if the teacher isn't there and not, she's like left the room? Because in the 90s, it seemed like always teachers were all like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You wouldn't do that. Not to a class, not to a <laughs> That's why you need to have an extra set of hands. You got to have an extra body in there, someone to keep an eye on the kids. You know that stuff's going to go down when you're not there. It's always going to be one person's word against the other person. Jesse wants to make it clear to Michelle, it's like, absolutely no hitting or pinching. And he tells her, capiche? Like, you, you understand me? Like, I'm serious about this. Like, you can't do this. I would have said, you need to apologize to Stephanie. I would have definitely thrown that, like, sweetie, you need to apologize to your sister, and you don't do that. That is that is naughty behavior. Yeah, she says, capiche, no more pinching. I'm like, and no hitting. I need to hear you say it, Michelle. No hitting. And they give each other a kiss. So Danny comes in and says, hey, Jess, I called Mrs. Manning and straightened everything out. I would have loved to have heard that phone conversation on both ends. I would have loved to hear, because Danny only got a little bit of what Jesse was saying. So he probably called, like, hi, Mrs. Manning, this is uh, Danny Tanner, Michelle's father. Uh, I was just, it was just brought to my attention that there was an altercation today with my daughter and another student. Could you fill me in? Oh, oh, you can't, oh, you weren't there? Oh, you didn't see it happen. Where were you? Was there somebody not watching my daughter? Yeah, okay, well, you know what? Yes, I would love for Michelle to still continue to go to that school, but I definitely do feel that I believe a meeting should happen between the principal and you and myself so we can get this straightened out so this never happens again. Then, if I were Danny, those would be my words. I'd be like, okay, so what exactly happened? And I'm sure Mrs. Manning's like, well, I, I wasn't there um, when it happened. I was actually getting the puppets for the puppet show. And I'd be like, oh, oh, you weren't there. So no one was watching the children. You were leaving them unattended? Oh, I don't know if that's a... Mm. <laughs> Danny lets Michelle know she's going back to school tomorrow. And Michelle looks up at Danny and says, okay, but it's Saturday. <laughs> Danny says, okay, make that Monday then. So Jesse tells Danny, like, look, Danny, I straightened some stuff out with Michelle. And he stands Michelle up and says, Michelle, tell your daddy what I taught you. 
Michelle says, Uncle Jesse is a big jerk. It's like, Danny's like, you taught her that? Like, no, no, I didn't. I taught her no pinching. That's what I taught her. Whether or not she'll remember this, who knows. Yeah, he keeps emphasizing no pinching, but what about the no hitting? I mean, you throw that in there, you may as well continue to add, like, also no hitting, no touching of any kind. So, Jesse does apologize to Danny. Like, Danny, I'm really sorry I pulled Michelle out of school. I, sh I should have talked to you first about this before I turned Michelle into a preschool dropout. Juvenile dropout. And Danny, you know, he, he's understanding. He, you know, he gets it. He's like, I know. I know you're just trying to protect her. You know, you, you know. I mean, you know how there's, like, mama bear. I'm sure it's like, daddy, well, what about uncle? But, like, he's being an uncle bear. Let's just, if that's not a term, I'm going to make it a term. An uncle bear. <laughs> Jesse, why did you say this? He says, oh, you know, I really wish there was just some way I could uh, make it up to you. And Danny's like, oh, now that you mentioned that, I talked to uh, Mrs. Manning. Yeah, he says, you're a very lucky man because I talked to the school and you're going to be a spe the special helper all next week. I'm like, well, first of all, you don't know what his schedule is. I mean, he said my, even Jesse said my one day off and I got to spend it. Uh, he more likely is probably going to be working again. So what is it? On his days off, he's going to be helping out. It's like a community service thing until he's done. Yeah. Oh, isn't that good news, Michelle? That <laughs> And Danny's like, oh, isn't that good news, Michelle? And Michelle's like, that makes me very happy. <laughs> so... Danny takes Michelle, sits her on his lap, and says, oh, you're going to have a good time with the kids. You can play guitar. And the wide-eyed, frightened look that Jesse is giving Danny, like, I already did that. I just sit in that magic chair. And then when I stood up, it was still hanging to my butt. It's awful. You weren't there, Danny. You didn't see it go down. The kids all laughed at me. Right, Connie? That's right. He's like saying, uh, Danny's like, oh, do some one of those Elvis songs. And he says something about musical chairs. Oh, oh, as the credits are coming up, Danny's saying something about, oh, you can paint with the kids. All right, Michelle, we have to have one of our world famous talks. Now, I'm not very happy about it, but uh, your uncle Jesse was wrong today. <laughs> yeah, I'm as shocked as you are. But I lost my cool today, and I acted like a big jerk. No problem. Uh, well, it is a problem. See, Michelle, when I was a kid, I used to get in a lot of fights. And, and looking back at it, I realized that I handled those fights all wrong. Should have left with my jab. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I'm not proud of those fights. No problem. Well, what I should have said today was that if you have a problem, you should try to solve it with words. Like, like knock it off, or the ever-popular buzz-off bucko. <laughs> Well, if that doesn't work, you should try to find a parent or a teacher to help you. But absolutely no hitting or pinching. Capish? Capish, no more pinching. And no hitting either. Besides the hitting. Yes, I called Mrs. Manning and I straightened everything out. Did you? Michelle, you're going back to school tomorrow. Okay, but it's Saturday. <laughs> Take that Monday then. Danny, uh, I straightened a few things out with Michelle. Michelle? 
Tell your daddy what you learned today. Uncle Jack is a big jerk. You taught her that? No, I didn't teach her that. No, actually, yeah, well, yeah, I did teach her that, but... I taught her no pension. That's what I taught her. Daddy, I'm sorry. I even apologize. I should have talked to you about all this stuff before I turned Michelle into a preschool dropout. That's okay, Jess. I know you were just trying to protect her. Wish there was some way I could make it up to you. You know what? There is. You are a very lucky man. Because I told the school you were going to be the special helper all next week. But he's got a job I'm going to do. Oh, isn't that good news, mm -hmm. Michelle? That right? makes me very happy. <laughs> oh, boy. You're going to have fun in preschool next week. You can play guitar for the kids. You know, do a lot of Elvis songs. Maybe you can sit with those little chairs. All right, that is the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. So, of course, worst outfit of the episode is going to DJ that fuchsia button-up and then the uh, fuchsia button shirt underneath. I, just, I, just, I don't know. I didn't like it. Runner-up for worst outfit. I think I'm going to go with that purple polo shirt that Joey was wearing. Not a fan. Best outfit, I honestly, I want to go with, Je with Jessica, and I was trying to, like, think in my mind, describe, like, it's almost like Robin's egg with a little bit of, like, gray mixed into it with these, like, cream white, like, diamond shapes. I don't know what, it was simple little light jacket thing or light long sleeve shirt, and I, I just, I, I liked it. I thought I, that was... Honestly, there weren't that many contenders for best outfit of the episode. I'm like, I like that. I like that. So, so Tanner teachable moment for this episode when it comes to everything that happened with Michelle is... I mean, I get it. I get it. If someone, that whole thing, I mean, if someone does something to you, do it back to them. It's so easy to go that route. But we just live in such a world now with the, with the bullying just, again, not only bullying in this episode, but also nerd for a day. Another, you know, form of bullying with the teasing. And here, here it's physical. It is physical physical altercations between a couple four-year-olds and I'm just like what at such a young age I mean bullying can start at any age you know one two you're what you know start all young and if you don't correct that behavior you know I'm not a child psychologist I don't know but I'm like if you don't correct that behavior when they're young that's going to carry over and I'm sure a good chunk of bullying probably is also how, you know, kids at home are treated. If they're being bullied, odds are they're going to use their, that outlet of, you know, other kids that maybe can't defend themselves physically or, you know, verbally and stuff. And they're going to personally, like, that's, you know, a bully's outlet from being bullied at home is to bully others that... And it's horrible. It's a horrible, vicious cycle that has only gotten worse. That, and I'm sorry, yes, this is a clean podcast, but you know, over the years, we're what, 22 years 
from the whole Columbine thing happening. And then now I hear there was a, an incident here in Texas that happened just recently about a young man that was bullied. And whether he reached out to teachers or parents or somebody to help with the situation and I, I don't know the whole story and he took it upon himself maybe who knows I don't know but it's just we're living in an age where you can't get away from that anymore in the 90s as a kid yes I got teased quite a bit and it got worse in high school I could at least get away from it because there wasn't a thing called social media where you're being personally attacked on the internet by people that can easily remain anonymous so you don't know who's attacking you but you just you're being slammed you know on the internet you're being you know slammed at and teased in school it's like I not to mention you can't, not just school shoot it's you know and again I know this is a clean podcast but these are important issues you know kids are committing suicide because they can't take the teasing. They can't take the torment that has just become. Ugh, I, I just, I, I feel so bad. I just, and that's the thing with Aaron. We don't know what this child's home life like is. And he's four years old and he's already a bully. I mean, Michelle, as she gets older and we do see Aaron and stuff. She does stand up to Aaron and everything, and even the other kids, you know, will put Aaron in his place. And he will kind of, you know, back off, whereas he's not nearly as... I mean, he's not going to physically, like, pinch Michelle anymore and stuff like that, but even still, it's just... Kind of straighten this behavior out as soon as it starts and just let someone know, like, that is not okay behavior. You do not treat people like that. And that whole thing of, that saying that goes, you treat someone how you would want to be treated. And I honestly feel that people enough do not take this to heart. You real if that is one thing out there that you, as a saying you could take to heart, it's treat people who you want to be treated. If you're out there teasing everything, like, turn it around. If you were in that situation... Would you want someone doing that to you mercilessly to the point where you feel you have no way out? You can't turn to anybody? And it's like, ugh, I don't know. I just, I, I feel so horrible. And I feel so sad for all of those out there that they didn't have someone to talk to. Or, you know, even maybe it's having someone to talk to is not enough. It's like... Change the situation. I, I, I feel so bad. I just feel so bad for just anybody that's being teased and even for the bullies themselves that something clearly is happening that they're having to, you know, take out their anger on other people. It's just, it's horrible. Another thing, um, <laughs> when somebody you know is like, well, actually now that I think about it, Danny and Becky had left before Joey had even come in the room and explained his situation, so they probably didn't even know 
that he had been to the dentist because Danny's like, oh, you gotta try this. And it's like, well, yeah, don't offer someone food or something. Oh, you gotta try this. It's all, I just went to the dentist. I can't do um, anything. I can't do any form of chewing, drinking, swat, whatever. I can't do any of that. Like, no, don't, don't offer someone something like that. Also, maybe hold off on answering the phone until after the Novocaine or the numbness has worn off. If you can't talk, like barely, like blah, 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 and your speech is garbled, maybe like hold off. <laughs> so yeah, that's my Tanner Teachable moments in a nutshell. Just if someone, for a little kid, just tell, if someone is picking on you, bothering you, tell your mom and dad, tell a teacher, let people know what's going on so yes as i said this episode is going to be it's going to be instead of the part three back to school series it's going to be just a back to school double feature and the next episode as i said this month for october we'll be celebrating elias harger's birthday which is october 22nd I'll be covering Season 5, Episode 14 of Fuller House called Basic Training, which dropped on Netflix June 2nd, 2020. In this episode, Max skips a grade and starts middle school. Ramona trains to defeat the reigning champ of a high-stakes sandwich-eating contest. And then, of course, in November, I'll be covering... Full House, our very first night, that is season one, episode two, which aired September 27th, or excuse me, September 25th, 1987. In this episode, Jesse takes the rap for DJ and Stephanie after they take advantage of him and stay up too late. Michelle gets her first tooth. And then jumping ahead to season three for the last episode of the Oh My Land Holy Chulipus podcast for the year of 2021. I will be covering season three, episode 14, <laughs> Misadventures in Babysitting, which aired January 12th, 1990. While holding a poker game at the house, Jesse calls Becky and tells her what she is going to do in a very bossy tone of voice. Also, DJ wants to babysit to earn money for her own phone line, but her babysitting adventure is a little harder than she ever expected. So yes, that's in December. Our very first night is in November. And then in January, I will be covering the three episodes for the segment I'll call Jesse and the Girls. If you would like to have your opinion heard on the podcast, if you want to talk about your Full House, Fuller House memories, favorite characters, least favorite characters, favorite storylines, least favorite storylines, I'd love to hear about them. Send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to show support, jump on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Search for Full House Podcast. The Oh My Land of Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up in the search bar. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis. Do your top five best worst episodes, best worst characters, best worst storylines. I want to hear about it. All five-star reviews help this podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So... 
everyone have a great rest of October and I will be back on <laughs> the 22nd with the episode in honor of Elias Harger, Max Fuller's birthday, basic training from season five of Fuller House. Bye-bye, everybody.